0: Live from the Santa Barbara neighborhood in Martinez Town, you're listening to 10 Drink Minimum with Chris, Billy,
1: Michael, and Smiley.
0: Well, oh yeah, I'm blowing out.
1: That's half, that's, a, there you I go. guess, a third true?
0: Yeah. odd yeah, right? Uh, hold on, let me see if I can get the stream up here. Let's pull it up here. Well, oh, did it stop streaming? There we go. So we're here, there, and everywhere, live from Tendering Minimum Studios. Let me open up the Facebook one. There it is. Hopefully, it's live. I don't know. <laughs> Can you see the here? There's the. So get get a good sound check on everybody.
1: Oh yeah, There's you. They're great. I'm yeah. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty just yeah. Just um,
2: James I'm, is I'm here. Probably, I'm probably doing fine. Yeah, yeah, I might yeah, be a little high.
0: So, yeah, I guess we should. And then we, we've got Hobo Hank in the studio. It's good to be
3: back. Appreciate
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. I'm going to move this onto my Facebook page as well. I think I can go there and do that. Let me. See, we're broadcasting live for the first time on Facebook, too. Yeah, this so. is kind
1: of a new experiment. Like, it's one yeah. of those things. Where like We couldn't figure it out, but now Chris figured it out.
0: Yeah, let me see if it's on here. So, so we're
1: You can watch. Somewhere. Live on Facebook.
0: Uh, Is that us? Yeah, there we are. Okay. So let me share that to my homepage. See if it'll let me. But uh, I guess we should uh, address the elephant in the room. The rumors are true. Michael has decided to leave the show. Uh, It's all good. She just had a lot more work to do at her uh, other job at the... uh Oh, I'm going to post it on. Let's see. Share a page. Where do I share? There we go. Shared on mine? No? Okay. Weird.
1: She I mean, we're going to miss her. Like, uh, it was. I guess it was one of those texts, like, you know. midday, kind of like, hey, I got this thing going on, and uh, right. I'm always going to have probably something going on, because she, she had her business uh, work her to Sundays now.
0: Yeah, cool. so she's actually working now, at, you know, on the radio. She's actually on the real radio, you know. Not, there we go. So we're live on my Facebook page, as well as... Uh, on our website, I hope. I don't know. Let me see. Are we on our website here? I just want to make sure everything is working correctly. Maybe. I don't know. So how, how's it been, Hobo? Has it been good? Has it been bad? Is it? Uh, how, how have the Frontier Alleyways been?
3: Uh, life's been good. Yeah? Yeah, right after I saw you last time, we had a match.
0: Yeah, you fought uh, Vinny the Vagrant, right? Is that correct?
3: Yeah, Vinny the Vagrant made his dwo debut
0: yeah and
3: uh that was a that was an interesting evening for me
4: <laughs> for sure
0: so you didn't know you were going to wrestle or who you were going to wrestle that night i uh, no, you had no earthly idea they didn't sh- they didn't tell you you just kind of uh show up and they say here's you know here's who you're going to wrestle tonight
3: yeah So another one of those matthew Robles' surprises yeah yeah
0: so they made you wrestle a guy who was supposedly also like a homeless individual, right? Right. And they offered him a box full of food, right? A cooler full of food, is that correct? That is correct. So I was sitting there like that whole time. I was like, uh... I was like, this kind of seems <laughs> rough. I mean, it's kind of like bum fights kind of. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, did you... At any point were you kind of like, oh, I don't know about this?
3: Uh, it, it felt a little wrong for a while, but... uh yeah, I think it was good, you know. But you ended up helping him out, right? Yeah, I mean, Robles has thrown almost every wrestler in the Southwest my way, so yeah, was, uh, made perfect sense to try to battle bum with bum,
0: I suppose.
1: Bum on bum fighting? Bum on bum fighting. I actually want to know if that whole bum fight thing's actually folded, because it was really kind of big for, like, the motts, yeah. and it was... Did you ever watch that stuff? No. <laughs> it was pretty terrible.
2: Yeah, and I'm and pretty sure they got sued. Yeah. But that doesn't exist anymore, because it's pretty much illegal.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were all underground. It was, like, really hard. It was back in the days of, like, Rotten.com and uh, stuff like that, you know? And it was really rough. It was, like...
1: Girls Gone Wild. Is that still around? I don't
0: think so. I don't think that one's around either. I think
1: think it was around when, like, internet porn wasn't that big. So you would actually have these subscribers to girls just flashing their boobs. But then, of course... Pornhub came along and just destroyed every other thing that happened on as far as, like, I guess, nudity? Oh, really? Yeah. Or erotica? I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't th- know. I think what happened was I think the guy who did uh, Girls Gone Wild ended up going to jail.
2: Yeah, I think he had a lawsuit against him, too. Yeah. Um, Joe Francis? I mean, I don't know who he is.
0: Because
4: you're not... <laughs>
2: I, Someone finally figured out you're not supposed to exploit people like that for for no pay.
0: Really? Some girls' family sued, I'm sure. And
1: oh yeah, yeah, it was, it was basically like she hey, didn't know. You gonna flash us for like a t-shirt and then like notoriety for doing that. I don't know. Right. I'm sure at the time, like the girls were like what eighteen, nineteen. Didn't give a shit.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, the guys that did bum fights, they got sued by a, a human rights organization. Right. Because like one of their their main like characters, they had like tattooed like just get him wasted and they tattooed bum fights onto his forehead and
0: Oh yeah, it was just all terrible. There was really nothing good about about bum fights. It was one of those just terrible things, you know. And then like at one point they uh um they like handcuffed a guy to a parking meter and then like put his drugs just out of his reach, you know? Stuff like that. Oh my god, that's yeah. horrible. I mean there's nothing like that at DWROs. Wrestling. DWO is
1: doing no. that right now? No, they're not. No. This is not
0: correct. This is not This is unsubstantiated. I'm kidding. So you won that fight. And, and you beat you pretty much beat 3 people. I I was there. Billy was there. I was there. Was Whose phone is beeping? That was mine. Oh, okay. Didn't. Sorry. So, uh um, you pretty much beat 3 people cuz you know, you had the the evil Matthew Robles came out. And he's the one. He's kind of like your your nemesis, I guess you could say.
3: Right, absolutely.
0: And and so he comes out and he brings out Vinny the vagrant to fight you. And um, so then you know they, they offer the guy food. And you were telling me that they actually brought that guy from like California.
3: Uh, that's my understanding. Yeah. 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 Close, close. Oh sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they brought that guy from California. So you never even wrestled him before ever. Um, no
3: i 've never never met him before we
0: turn him up a little bit so how hard is it to uh is it to wrestle someone where you 've never wrestled i mean do you do you, before the match do you guys get in do you, do you i know some wrestlers script it out some of them don't some of them do it's all just it just depends sure
3: um no i i mean once you learn how to work the uh, you know how to how to work with anybody in the business there's yeah. there's really no need to to go through all the motions beforehand. Right. Um, you might want to touch on some deep uh, some some key points. You know, first first yeah. few minutes, maybe the last moment or two. Um, but primarily, it it just do what you got to do. Feed off the crowd. Um, I think it makes it more spontaneous that way. When when I don't know what's going to happen, I think it's it's cool that the crowd certainly doesn't know what's going to happen.
0: Right. Of course. Um. So that yeah, because I was sitting there, you were telling me that you, you know, of course, I. It just blows my mind that you, we got people honking their car outside. Uh, it just blows my mind that you could go out there and just wrestle somebody, and never have like met like really met them until that day, mm. and then all of a sudden you're you're in a match, you know.
3: Um, it takes practice, you know, and I, that is one of the most you know dangerous parts of this business. Is you have to you have to really rely on the promoters to bring in professionals, guys yeah. that know how to do that, right, right. and uh, people that you can trust. Because yeah, ultimately you you really don't know who you're getting in the ring with, um, yeah. So so part of part of what we do
0: uh, is learn how to protect ourselves because mm-hmm. you just don't know. So you're going into. I mean, when you do actually end up having to fight or wrestle someone that's that's not very good. Sure, is, that's, that's never never happened. Yeah. Now it's happened, sure. I'm sure it happens all the time. It happens. So, I mean, wh- how do you, do you just kind of take the lead and you're the, I mean, it's like dancing. You take the lead and you run it. You, you just kind of like, you know, just follow me. Uh, pretty much, yeah. And if you're
3: lucky, the guy cooperates with you. You know, maybe he realizes that uh, things aren't going all that well.
0: Right, right. <clears throat> That's interesting. I, I was wondering about that. I mean, so I wanted to ask you this after last time. Mm-hmm. So the, the the internet has been like started this like this funny like you know thing, Haku the, the wrestler Haku. All these people have come forward and started to tell these like Chuck Norris style Haku stories about how he literally like he was what, what was his other name? Um, oh Ming Ming, mm-hmm. and people are like telling all these stories about like how he's really one of the toughest people in the world. Like, they were, like, you know, literally they're saying, like, you know, if, if there was MMA back in those days, he would have been the champ. He would have just beat the shit out of everyone. And there's, like, a story where him and a wrestler are walking along and, and a guy's digging a hole and the wrestler kicked, a, kicked dirt in the hole on the guy and Ming got pissed and, and poked his eyeball out. Oh, shit. out of the socket.
4: <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I certainly and, wasn't there, so I can't right, substantiate. But, the well, lemon. no, no, I'm but, not saying that. I'm, I'm not asking you to do that. Sure. But, I mean... Then there's so then there's like a remember they got in a bar fight, he reached into a guy's mouth and ripped all the bottom teeth out of his mouth. Uh, so who have who have you been around in like the last twenty years that is like legitimately just a tough fucking guy? Like, you know, he's you know, you're like, I would never fuck with that guy in real life. Yeah, that's
3: that's a good question. It, and it's it's usually not the ones that you would think the the ones that yeah. are truly dangerous are the ones that kinda of fly under the radar yeah. a little bit. So Typically, the guys that go way back, the further back they go, yeah. probably the more dangerous they truly are in real life. Right. Um, you know, I was trained by Navajo Frank Sice, Okay. and when I started in this, business, that was his wrestling name. Yeah, Navajo Frank. Um, he, you know, he was big back in the '60s. Okay. He used to tour around with Ricky Romero a lot. And, okay, and uh, so he was in the heyday of wrestling. Uh, but he was what was you know we used to refer to as a shooter.
0: Yeah. And Shoot he, fighter,
3: yeah. Uh, he was a legitimate shooter, yeah. And when I got into the business twenty years ago, I would say Frank was probably already, you know, early sixties at least. Okay. And he was as dangerous as anybody I knew. You know, wow. Getting in the ring with him, he would uh, twist you up and tie you up, and and uh, and and he taught me. You know, I I that was one of the best things about learning from that generation is I actually got to learn some of those skills. Yeah. Uh, not to his degree, so. I don't claim that at all, but yeah, um, you know, Mosh Pit Mike. I I've been around uh, when that guy gets a little wily, and he's yeah, yeah, outside the ring, he's, he looks like he tough? could
0: probably throw some, some fists. You know, he, he, he can. Yeah, he would be pretty rough to fight. So, what what these guys probably don't know is what a shoot fighter is. So back in the day, um, you know, there were people who would you know, wrestling is fake. They would yell it from the crowd. So one of the things was is like every every federation would have like a shoot fighter, and that was a guy that was a wrestler that would come out and he would stand in the ring and they'd go, "Who wants to come in the ring and fight this guy?" And Ooh, they would ask people to come in from the crowd. And sometimes it it was a work. It wasn't really a person. They, they would have a person planted in the crowd. Sometimes it wasn't, and th- those people would come into the ring and you know they're like, "I'm going to beat this guy." And that dude would just you know twist and turn him, you know, just you know beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Stu Hart. You know, he was yeah. le- legendary shoot. You know, shoot fighter. People would always tell, like in the streets, they're like Stu, like you do this wrestling, it's fake. And he would go, "Oh, come down to my dungeon." And he and they would they, they the the heart children tell stories where they would just hear people like screaming from down in the dungeon where their dad was just twisting them and you know, just a different you know, ah. just messing them up. You know, like, come to
4: my right. dungeon.
3: Yeah, those guys are legitimately dangerous. And yeah, you know, Frank and Ernest, the other guy who, who trained me, who also was <laughs> Frank well. and Ernest, Frank and Ernest. Yeah, yeah. ironically. Um, you know, I was 15 when I started, and and so their their theory was if they were going to turn a 15 year old kid loose in the world of wrestling yeah. against a bunch of 35 year old guys, and, sure, uh, and send me out to God knows where, that they had to teach me how to protect myself. Because oh because
0: yeah. you don't know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, well, nine people, times
3: out of ten, you you are in there with a professional that's probably going to take good care of well, you.
0: Well, or you might end up in a bar and someone's like, oh, you think you're a tough wrestler, and well, and that that happens a lot. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, people try to not so much
3: lately the last couple of years, but man, the early days when I was, you know, the late '90s, uh that happened all the time. You know, people would always want to challenge you or mouth off to you because they they thought you were you know, this big tough wrestler and they wanted to see what you were made of. Right. Um, so yeah, you never know, and and the
0: crowd gets crazy. Sometimes yeah. it's the crowd that's more dangerous than the than the guy in the ring. Right. So. Do you, do you have like any so mosh pit mike's one of them yeah and do you have any that are like uh from all way back in the day that's you know when you were younger when you first because you, you've been doing it for 20 years right right yeah
3: um yeah i'm sure i've heard a lot of the same stories as, as you have yeah um trying to think back then um you know leo leo Luno. he was another local yeah and and uh he he was legitimately tough. He used to compete in a lot of the tough man competitions locally. oh Wow. Um it was just either uh boxing matches or bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. And he did pit firefighters against, you know, police officers and then just anybody would come in and, and fight. And the guy weighed about four hundred pounds. Oh
0: geez, Louise. Yeah. So I mean you couldn't move him.
3: No, no. He was he was pretty much unstoppable, but Yeah. Um, it, it's hard, you know, in, in wrestling because you would the guys again the guys you think might be, you know, dangerous and tough they're they're not the ones. Right. It's usually the ones that are real quiet, unassuming, and um, you know they kind of keep to themselves. Those are the guys that normally you have to watch
0: out for. Yeah, you guys can call in 505-715-6511. seven one five six five one one. We'll take your calls. Um, so who was the other one that was real big like that? Oh, the guy who trained Hulk Hogan. Like when Hulk Hogan went to go train the first time, they broke his leg on purpose.
1: Hulk Hogan's leg, yeah,
0: yeah, they broke his leg. That's a legendary story. Like he came in and you know he was like this six foot like six guy. You know he was the bass player in a band, and uh, you know he's like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. And uh, it was like like Antonio Anaki was it? It was some some Japanese wrestler, Mm -hmm. and they thought he was really arrogant, so they just beat the shit. Like they they did that a lot too. Mm -hmm. Like that was a big thing when you first started. Was you'd go in. To train, and the first thing they would do is literally just beat you up, like in the ring, like get you in the ring and just physically beat you up because they wanted to know if you really wanted to do this. Oh, yeah, 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 it's like
1: breaking them in. Yeah.
3: yeah, that was actually one of the very early days, you know, ages 16 to probably 19. That was my job. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so when guys would because I was small, I was kind of unassuming, you know, yeah, and and I and I worked out every night, you know, six nights a week, so um. I, I was privileged to more of the knowledge of the business than most of the other guys. Yeah. And so when when guys would come train and try out, normally what we would do is we'd roll them around for three nights Yeah. and let them kind of hurt themselves, if you will, and get used to the ring and just get used to the bumping yeah. and, and see if they're really going to be tough enough to take it. Yeah. And then after the, the third night, then we'd bring them back. And if their attitude was good and it seemed like their heart was in the right place, then we'd start to show them some things. But yeah, if it, if it just appeared that that wasn't the right fit for that person or they just weren't going to be somebody we want to be around, um, it was my job to make sure that that was the last night they came back. (laughs) So, uh, I can't tell you how many guys being 16 years old, having to twist up guys that were probably twice my age and twice my size. And, um, you know, every single time going into, and, and you know, I, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily something you want to do. Yeah, and I never hurt anybody. Just for the record, I would never injure anybody. But like
0: Joe, send this guy out,
3: make r- sure he
1: doesn't come back
0: tomorrow.
3: Exactly. Yeah, the promoter would tell me before I got in the ring, or he'd give me a little signal. You and, know,
1: the thing uh, is, like, I, I I pledged a fraternity one time, and um, there were those guys that, like, you know, would would go would show up, but then you didn't really want them there. So yeah. Kind of just, right did some shit to like make them not want to be there anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Same, same theory. <laughs> Turn yours up a little bit. We just, uh, twist a knee or choke them out. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can do that in a fraternity, but yeah, it's, it,
0: it's not, it's frowned upon now. It was effective. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's pretty crazy. So they're like, and, uh, there was one guy, it was really weird. Like, cause like back in the day, you know, people thought there were people who, you know, who went to go be a wrestler and they, they still thought it was real. Mm. You know, and um, there's a lot of times they would just beat them up, beat them up, beat them up, and if they kept coming back, finally they would go, okay, here's the here's how you know, here's the the secret, you know. And that that <laughs> yeah. happened as well, yes, yeah, yeah. They, you know, because they they really thought that it was just you know they're going to get in the ring and they're going to just fight every night, Le- legitimate like you know shoot fighting every night, you know. Yeah. Well, the first time,
3: you know, again we'd have them roll and roll uh, a couple nights, but the very first time that we would actually tangle. um those guys would think it was 100 percent legitimate. Oh man! And they would bring it, you know. And sometimes big bodybuilders or yeah, God only knows what guys with some you know martial arts experience and oh no, um, so you never knew quite what you were gonna get. Oh, but uh, luckily we were we were schooled to handle that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's pretty interesting because like now you watch like the NXT, like they have a show called Breaking Ground on uh, on uh, USA. There's a kid swinging from the tree outside. The, on non-USA uh, on uh, the WWE Network, and basically the big thing now. I remember like when they had the w, WCW Power Plant or whatever. The big thing that they they got them out with there was like the 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 workout. Yeah, because yeah. the you know the shape you have to be in, you know, ring shape, I guess. Right. So I mean, do you just do a ton of cardio to keep in the ring shape? I mean, um, just run the ropes.
3: Now, mm-hmm. I, now the most exercise I got was getting here today probably oh wow um back then we would uh yeah we'd work out six nights a week so we would be in the ring um usually four hours a night six nights a week and and that would be how we would stay in ring shape i mean i i I did go to the gym you know when when i got the call from wwe and and um i was trying to get the the pounds put on and and uh up and all that uh i was
0: pictures of when you were the back for wrestler back then
3: I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything internet wise, oh, yeah. but uh, I'll send you. some, I'm sure.
0: Okay, I'd love to see this.
3: I, uh, yeah, at that point we were going to the gym in the morning, you know, six nights a week, and then we'd be in the ring five nights a week. Oh and, wow! Uh, and that would be the majority of our cardio. Oh wow! It's a different kind of cardio. It's not you know you can't really run on a treadmill and yeah. then, and then do well wrestling because a lot you know, part of it's mental, you have to really have that mental game to right. not panic when you're in front of hundreds of people or thousands of yeah. people. Uh or you know, things go wrong. When something goes wrong you have to be able to keep control. Um and then of course the bumping factor, you know, getting right. the wind knocked out, that's a lot different than hanging out on a on a stairmaster all afternoon. Right.
2: That's a that's that's the one thing that doesn't usually happen to me when I do a dance performance. But the the rest yeah. of it sounds pretty accurate. Like, how do you practice dancing? You just do it all the time. Yeah. You go in, and drill it, and you drill it.
3: Yeah, it's really no... And if you were to get in front of a lot of people and start to panic, certainly you would... You'd you know you, how... Whatever, to, like, whatever the, shape you were in probably wouldn't matter at that point because it's, you know... Right. You're, you're nervous and it's over, but...
0: You're sucking wind, yeah. you know. Yeah, as, as long as you
2: don't... I, I've learned as long as you don't throw up on yourself, no one really notices that you screwed something up. But you've done that before, haven't you? I've, um, one time I I did have to run backstage, but that was, that was, that was overexertion. That had nothing to do. You were hungover, weren't you? What's that? Were you hungover? Yeah, of course I was hungover.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I remember watching from the locker room, this guy was having, I think it was maybe his second match. And, uh, he got blown up in about four minutes into it. Yeah, and vomited inside of his mask and oh. it just kind of shot out through the eye holes and the <laughs> mouth oh. holes and dripping all over the place. <laughs> Luckily, they were able to tag him out and
2: get him out of there. But oh. that has always been my nightmare. Yeah, that sounds awful. Or 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 that I'll fall off stage. That's my other one. Yeah,
3: that happens too.
2: Because sometimes, like the lights are too bright, and you misstep, and you're like, oh, I almost just face planted like straight off of the stage.
0: <laughs> wow. That's terrible. Um, so you've got a you've got a match coming up this Saturday, right?
3: I do. Yeah, Day of Destiny. That's our Day of uh, Destiny.
0: Was it nine? Is that was that's what the the picture says?
3: Yeah, unbelievably. Is,
1: is, is, is that like the
0: WrestleMania
3: of? It's like uh, the Starcade. The Starcade. It is. Yeah. It's our big show of the year, and I can't, man, I can't believe it's already our ninth one. That's. Uh, I think I debuted if I remember, at, uh, three for DW. Oh really?
0: Yeah. Day of Destiny three.
3: So, who are you wrestling? I am wrestling uh, a gentleman by the name of Moonshine Mantel. Really? And he is, uh, from what I understand, he's the the uh, heavyweight champion from Main Event Pro Wrestling in okay. Dallas, Texas. Okay. So, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen a little of his work on YouTube, and, and he looks to be a
0: he lo- strapping fellow. You showed me a fellow. picture of him, and I was like, good lord. Yeah. Hey, he's in shape. And they're going to bring him in to beat the crap out of you.
3: That's the That's the plan, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm so
3: looking forward to it,
0: man. Part, what if part, partially. What if he gets you up on the turnbuckle? Does it? Does a pile driver off the top turnbuckle and <laughs> sends you to the hospital? Does that's it, it. Does it end you there? Is that the end of Hobo <clears throat> Hank? If you lose this match, when was the last time you lost?
3: Um, I don't know. I've been on kind of a streak this year. I've had a pretty good year, but uh,
0: certainly I've lost somewhere last twelve months. I had yeah. to have, yeah is that everyone I've gone to you've you, you well yeah, you don't always fight but sometimes you know you, you you just come in and do kind of like a you know some sort of I don't know what you call it a uh, shot a one shot or whatever you come in and you know they'll have you play guitar and then they hit you in the oh, head with it
1: like bumpers almost just kind of like not really uh you're there to control, you're
0: there to like just you know make your appearance sure and then they attack you and you know
3: yeah there's none of that lately I'm I've I've been working uh, two guys, three guys or more at times. And I'm sure Saturday that's going to be a really physical match. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, that, that's a big show. And we got to, it's stacked. The whole card is stacked. with. Some it, there's great- quite
0: a bit. I mean, Jeff Jarrett's going to be there from uh, um, WCW. Well, he was the world champ for a while. He was, he was the intercontinental uh, j a w r e w t Yeah. He was the intercontinental champ there. Um you, you're gonna you know he was he started tna wrestling yeah i believe you know he was the you know i guess he was the person him and his dad started that then i think he runs global force wrestling now
3: that's what i'm told yes yeah yeah it would be a be an honor to be on the same card as, as he is yeah uh we've got a couple of young ladies coming out yeah um names escape me i apologize but
0: uh let's see if i can pull it up
3: here it's a pretty full card. I think there's probably eight matches that night.
0: Let's see. De- De- it's Day of Destiny. You've got uh, Jeff Jarrett's going to fight uh, for the title. Let's see here. Destiny Wrestling here. Our tagline for uh,
3: Day of Destiny is uh, every match is a main event. D-O-D. That is true.
1: Is it coming through on the Facebook? Yeah, it is. Okay. It sounded like I was talking, but it was really smiley talking. Oh,
0: I see. Uh I thought it had the card. There's an event. We oh, we have here's, similar registers. Here's let's see here.
1: Maybe. Yes.
0: Okay, at the West Side Community Center, October twenty seventh, twenty second. Tickets start at fifteen dollars. It's a steal if you get ringside seats. I don't know if they're sold out yet, but you can get put in a raffle to win a autographed guitar from Jeff Jarrett.
1: Or from Hobo Hank. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll autograph a guitar. Sure, bring it. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Then he'll hit you with it if you want him to.
3: I'll, hey, pay enough. I'll do whatever you want. Um,
0: we've got, let's see, extreme championship match, Joe Casada versus the return of Donnie Amsterdam. Yep. Last time I saw Donnie, he was banned from the DWO for using a chair.
3: That is right. Yeah. He's back for and one
0: night only, I believe. We have Delilah versus Delilah Doom. That's kind of odd. <laughs> I wonder if that's a misprint. That's weird. I have no idea. Hobo Hank versus Ryan Mantel.
3: So Moonshine Mantel, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then we've got Chad Thomas, who's the wrestler from Amarillo. He's wrestling Sammy Six Guns Jr. He's from WWE, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Then we have a Lumberjack match for the tag team titles. Brute 66 versus the Death Rage Cartel. If the Death Rage Cartel loses... Payne and Dexter cannot team in the DWO anymore. You got some stipulations on that match, you know. Yeah. Huh. And then you've like got the heavy. Hmm. Yeah, you got the heavyweight uh, match: Johnny Kay versus Jeff Jarrett with Karen Jarrett. So that looks to be it's pretty. It's a pretty stacked card.
3: Absolutely. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more that aren't even advertised there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could see the end of the Death Rage Cartel as we know it.
0: If you, they don't win do you that think? Match. Do you think that could happen? I mean.
3: You know, and honest, I mean, this is not just being a you know a little stick, but anything could happen at Day of Destiny, and anything no. could happen in DWO, and yeah, honest to God, I don't know, I really don't know what's going to happen. Interesting.
4: Yeah,
0: I'm gonna kill this right here. That's very cool, though. It, I mean, there's probably going to be some surprises, you know, that we don't know about. You know, I'm hoping. Certainly, there's no steel cage this year, though.
3: Uh no, not a Day of Destiny.
0: They decided to do something a little different, huh?
3: Uh, yeah, and I don't know the reason behind that. Maybe you know, just I think we we had a a cage at yeah uh, six and at eight. I okay, think,
0: so it seems like a big to do. Like it took I, a long time to set it up.
1: <laughs> it's like we need this much like cage and we need mm-hmm. this much like whatever polling or whatever. It just seems like, and plus you have to make it stable for somebody to actually climb on. It just who do you go to for that? It's a lot of work. You gotta go to like. Smiley's yard. They they, they built it. They built it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I guess like the, the it was smaller the first time. Second time they built onto it. Oh, I'm sneezing. But it was you know I don't know. It was cool though. It was a good match. I mean, but the one thing I like the one thing that's different that I've never seen. I guess I haven't seen in a long time is like uh, in that match, Johnny K won the title last year at Day of Destiny. Right. And he uh, what's Dom Vitale? He chloroformed him. <laughs> I thought that oh, right. was—I thought that was pretty rough. I was like, "Ooh,
1: <laughs> you don't see that a lot." No, no. The most economical way to go with these like matches yeah. are always just like the ladder ones, like the one where you have to jump on the ladder to get the belt. Oh yeah, you just have to get a ladder at that point. You don't have to build a fucking cage. Yeah. Just do a ladder.
0: Just do a ladder. Good old tables ladders. <laughs> have you cost
1: re- you? you? You can rent one for like fifty bucks. Have you ever done a? a <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done a,
0: a tables ladders and chairs match? I mean, good, good old, old tables have, ladders. Yeah. Have re- oh, i just little, sure it works. you, yeah. you have done that. Mm-hmm. How, how scary and dangerous is that? <clears throat> um, I mean, as much as you want it to be, I guess, right? It's it's always dangerous.
3: Um, how scary it is that depends on who you're in there with. You know, there's some guys that I trust with my life. Yeah. It it wouldn't phase me much but uh yeah, I mean if you're in there with some somebody you don't really know all that well or or that you don't trust as much, uh, it can be pretty scary. And, yeah. And um that that definitely plays into it. That that's one of those that you I try to get mentally prepared every night. You know, I don't get nervous. People always ask me to get nervous before the show? And I don't. I never have gotten nervous oh, about, wow. about wrestling, but um but I try to have a uh, uh a respect for the for the danger that I'm about to get into, potentially. Um, And so on those types of matches, I definitely try to take a little longer to to get my mind around it.
1: Okay. That way I don't get out there and, um, you know, screw up. Man, it just blows my mind. Like, normally, if I say I'm preparing for a set that I do, like, musically, you know, I'll I'll take some time to do it, like, a couple days, like, a few hours just to, you know, get my, my, my chops back. But having a person coming up just medium for the first time that yeah. day and doing an entire performance just off medium for the first, like, I don't know. Do you guys, like, talk about moves you've done before? Or just kind of, like, how does that work? You got to
0: talk about the finish, of course, right? Turn you um,
3: ideally, yeah. But, I mean, there honestly have been times where I, I never even met the guy I was going to wrestle until it yeah. was in the ring. Okay. You know, announced, announced his name. He walked
0: down the... Oh, the, really? Uh, wow. Yeah. That's nuts. How do you know the finish, then? You don't. Well, I mean, the, the ref tells you, like, in the middle, or... Um,
3: again, if you're lucky, the, the promoter told you who's going to win, and then it's just kind of up to that guy to make yeah. it happen. What, if, what so. if he told you
0: both you're going to win, just to fuck with you, just a red... <laughs>
3: you know, I'm surprised <laughs> that hasn't happened in, in, a, in time. But there have been times where guys didn't really want to lose then really had to help him along a little bit, yep. knock him out, <laughs> uh, you know, hold him down a little more.
0: Really? <clears throat> yeah. Well, sometimes happens. the ref counts the three and it's not really, <laughs> yeah. the shoulders weren't really down.
3: Uh, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, like I said, DWO, uh, there are everybody, everybody they bring in is very professional and with the yeah. commission involved, you know, it's, it's really nice, but you know, back in the day, yeah. God only knows what she would end up in some ballroom in Texas somewhere. And, somebody taught his nephew how to wrestle and you oh. get what you get so yeah but i made for some fun story i have, I have some good memories yeah there's
0: there's some uh there's some footage online of like the uh, gangsta new jack mm-hmm. where he uh they re- he's wrestling some like old guy and he's gypsy literally joe what's that is it the gypsy joe footage? I, it is yeah and he's just beating him senseless and, I mean, have you ever seen anything like that where it's just like they're, they're just taking liberties with somebody just kind of, yeah. It's always with
1: the weirdo, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the guy,
0: the, yeah. The, I, I would do that with the cocky guy. Well, well, Gangsta New Jack's one of those guys that you really, in real life, wouldn't want to fuck with. He's kind of crazy, I think. Yeah. I, he's killed, he's like, he's got like three, three confirmed, he's three killed three people. What? Yeah. He was a bounty hunter, I think is what it was or something. That's what uh, that's what they say. Yeah. yeah. But he was the he was the one that would jump off the shit in uh, ECW, and you're just like, "Oh my god, yeah, how's that guy alive?" You know, and then then they were like, "Do that again," and he's like, "No," but then he would. he yeah, get, he, he, was, he get uh, all coked up and jump off some stuff.
3: He's entertaining for sure. Yeah, um, I I've, yeah, I've never worked with him, Jack, but I, you know, I was working a show, God, probably 15 years ago in El Paso, and. And if I remember right, it was like a four way dance, so you mm-hmm. know, every man for himself. And two of the guys that were involved from what I understand, I think they got jealous of of kind of the, the push that I was getting, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to become a little more uh well known and, and it okay. was on television at the time. It wasn't a big deal, but you know, it was televised. And they didn't like the fact that I was gonna win that match, so they decided that they were gonna they were going to take it out on me in the middle of the match.
0: <clears throat> was... Give you a couple of potatoes?
3: Yeah, and it was it went beyond that. It was super. It was it was very unprofessional. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I know, I know there was a couple broken noses in that match. I, I actually have a couple chipped teeth still from that match. Really? Oh yeah, I got it got a little ugly. But why did
0: they blame you for that? I mean, it's not your your choice. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. But thank you. Oh, appreciate it. I got I got yeah, stuff after. I always I always wonder like. Why they would blame you for that when that's you didn't choose, you know?
3: That's a good question. I don't know. Who
0: knows? Yeah, I guess I mean that's, you know, beyond the point. Yeah. Um so it's a fatal four way. Was it like the three guys against you pretty much then?
3: Um yeah, there was what was one other guy there who he, he didn't know much about what was going on. He was okay. just doing his part. The other two were probably friends. The other two were definitely friends and, and they were uh, they decided to team up. And rough me up as much as possible, just to uh make me pay for the push I was getting I, I suppose no oh, man, and it, it got it got kind of ugly and uh, got ugly behind the scenes too after the match um and uh,
0: did you guys find it out in the back in the back
3: i you know the only honestly the only reason I didn't is that night we had Ray Mysterio was working the card with us, oh wow, got and, a little uh, so you
0: want to be a little professional, yeah,
3: I think Conan was there too that night, and so oh
0: k dog, so we were trying to
3: uh I, I was trying to keep it cool for those reasons, but yeah. Um you know some of the guys that I traveled with they they definitely popped off at them. Uh yeah, but that that one one time in 500. Yeah. It, it's pretty rare.
0: How was how was Rey Mysterio? Was he pretty cool? He was really cool. Did, really he, wear cool his, did he wear his he wears mask in the background too in the back all the time?
1: No, what is, no. What does he look like?
0: Uh the, the he WCW he wrestled without a mask. Oh, okay. He did. So there's a lot of a lot of you know video out there with him. He just looks like you know a little little Mexican guy. Yeah,
1: when, when kiss and really short, really he's really short, yeah, really built,
3: yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: really agile,
3: really ripped. What yeah. about Conan? Was he pretty cool? Conan's awesome. He's he's one of the coolest guys I ever worked with. Oh, really?
0: Does he talk like that all the time? Uh, no, no, he's <laughs> uh,
3: you know did not talk much different than I do. Oh, okay. Um, no, he's really cool as far as uh, hanging out with the boys and interacting and and I think he he worked uh, probably a half dozen shows with us down there. That's cool. And I want to say he held the belt for a little bit. What what federation was this? This was a global, uh, global championship wrestling in El Paso. Oh, GC
0: Dub. Yep, one of the one of the uh, Is that one still GCW. around? No, it's it's not. No. Yeah. Um, did you ever wrestle down in Mexico? I didn't
3: personally go across oh. the border. Yeah. I worked with a lot of the guys from there because oh. they would come up to fill fill slots on our GCW shows. I was
0: there. really hoping you had a really cool Mexican wrestling name.
3: Uh, no, no, nothing like that. But
0: was it uh, Norman the Lunatic when he went down there? He was Suleiman Grunde. Yeah,
3: I did. I did work <laughs> with Norman. Yeah, yeah. How was he? Uh, he's really cool, quiet, really did quiet he, guy.
0: Did he pass away? I don't know if he did or not. Uh, that I don't know. I got to see him wrestle in Clovis. He would come out and he had a seatbelt on his head. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hobo hmm. <Hunk.
5: laughs>
0: Norman the Lunatic. Oh, he was Bastion Booger. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was not aware of that. That's terrible. But, yeah, he was Norman the Lunatic, and they had him come out, and he had, like, a... He was on a, you know... Oh, they'd bring him out sometimes, like, Hannibal Lecter, kind of. And he had a seatbelt. Okay, like so,
1: so, if you're, like, morbidly obese... Don't get me wrong, I, I'm that kind of guy, too. Is it hard to do fucking wrestling? They just they just wrestle differently. They, uh, okay. I would assume it's gotta,
0: gotta be mm-hmm. tough. Because, I mean, Yokozuna, I mean, gee, man... Especially his second run in WWE, he was massive.
1: But I mean, he's he's like 500 pounds.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look at Andre. I mean, Andre wrestled for quite a long time. The
1: thing is, he was somewhat proportionate for his height,
0: right? But he still didn't, you know.
1: But like, you have somebody like Yokozuna, or like, Mm -hmm. it's like, how do they do that? I imagine being winded after like two punches.
0: He didn't live very long. He was like died in his 40s, I think. Yeah, he was really young. Yeah, passed away one of the one of the many members of that family that's the wrestling family, the rock and um Haku and Rakishi and the Samoans and then the Usos that's all the same family Wow, yeah, it's like the crazy I would have never thought that he was part of their family it was cause what's, they,
1: what's, that, what's the other guy now who's really like is it Roman oh Roman reigns yeah, also yeah. Roman
0: reigns, that's correct, yeah really? so um, what was I going to ask you about the wrestling now so w- how do you compare i mean you you you've seen some of the you know mainstream product that w w e puts up How do you compare like the difference between the product like the Indies are like kind of like, because you this is the Indies pretty much right sure so do you feel like since you're not on television since it's not you know a weekly program that people can watch, do you feel like y- you have to do a little more of the more dangerous stuff than wWE wrestlers would do?
3: um i don't uh, well that's a that's a really good question so i don't think we have to um but i think some people choose to because we we do want to leave that lasting impression yeah you know, And on and we do lack there are obviously things that we are going to lack when you compare us to wwe yeah we don't have the money for the stage right for the pyrotechnics and the lighting and sure. so on and so forth so
0: but um, that's fine that's all just i feel like that's fluff a lot of that you know i 100 percent agree Yeah. um you know and i think when people
3: some people that come to the shows um, you know they tell me that they prefer what we do over wwe right because it is more realistic it's more raw it's more um you know unscripted right then you have you know the the minority that'll that'll tell you the opposite that it's not as polished they don't like it because it's not as polished it's not uh, as
0: it's not a product it's not a television show
3: exactly you know and and you know i think i think they make the mistake of assuming that the reason is not is because of the skill of the athletes involved and in yeah. reality more of what it has to do with is actual preparation right and the fact that we're just not working for television when you work for television it's a whole different animal we you actually have to plan for camera angles you have to aim moves a certain direction and have to be very aware of your surroundings when you're doing it wow i never thought about that i guess yeah yeah it's kind of tough you know when you have like five yeah. cameras and you have one that's a hard cam on the right on the one side so you try to angle things so that that camera can see it right plus you have to you know you have time constraints that are very very strict yeah commercial breaks yep um during
0: a commercial break you do like a rest hold
3: yeah, you try to bring it down a little bit yeah. so that the commercial can breathe, and then you come back and and uh, pick it up from there. Next three promos. minutes, get him in a headlock. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you you got to really have your your stuff together for that part of it. But in in DWO, we have a very loose schedule. I mean, we know who we're wrestling, um, but again, we don't. A lot of the times, we don't know what's going to happen until we get out there and do it. Yeah. And if I walk out and the crowd is just loving every second of what's going on. It may go a little longer than yeah. thought, right?
0: So, just like a musician, you're going to do a little bit of an encore. Exactly. You're exactly. feeling it. You get yeah. You know. So, who is it? Who have you ever like you know really liked as a wrestler, and then they went you know went on to be in the WWE or WCW, and you felt like they just screwed the character completely up?
3: That's a let's
0: see. Um, There's a lot for me.
3: Yeah, um, a lot of
0: them. Yeah. Cause, I mean the ECW. I was a really big fan of ECW. Yeah. I felt like Raven. They screwed up. I loved Raven. Raven was great. Well, you you probably liked WCW Raven. Yeah. Yeah, that's a total different animal. The thing is, he'd always lose in WCW. Right. That's the yeah. That's why I was so shitty. Yeah. Mike Awesome. That was another one.
3: Um. Yeah. I mean, we. I'm trying to think. Uh... You know, guys like Terry Taylor. Oh, really Terry Taylor's like,
0: oh my gosh, he was such a great wrestler. Fantastic they wrestler. They bring him into WCW or WWF or whatever you want to call it at the time, and they're like, you're going to be the Red Rooster. What? Right, right. It, it was terrible, and it ruined, I mean...
3: Luckily, he got a pretty good gig backstage for them, but mm. it was...
0: Maybe because they felt bad.
3: Uh, you know, possibly. It, he he was such a good talent, though, and it was yeah. a shame to see him out there and... Um, Man, that's a really good question. There's a lot of them over the years. that, oh, yeah. that have been uh, mishandled or, or even just not brought in. Um, really, I mean, any of the guys from ECW at the time, yeah, with the exception of Taz, putting I think- him behind the mic—that was probably a great move. But uh,
0: right, I was going to say, I was going to actually say, I think they got Taz, and they were just kind of like, this guy is not as actually as good as we thought. He's not as he's not he's not very big. No. unfortunately, but he's little. He's a good worker. Like-
1: kind of on a sadder note though because um, you know understand like cte is a big thing like in nfl mm-hmm. imagine you have you got to have that stuff for older yeah uh, older uh rustlers it's
0: happening yeah they're finding it out yeah oh that sucks i mean they, they they definitely think chris benoit had cte like they know he did and you know that could have led to him murdering his family they don't know but oh. You know, the people are like, "Oh, it's all steroids," but they, you know, he did a flying headbutt off the top turnbuckle every you know every week. Yeah. Sometimes probably five nights a week, probably. You know.
3: Mm-hmm. You know that's that's funny. We, not that we never thought about our safety because safety is always a concern, but um, you know, we we've taken shots that we probably shouldn't have taken for years and years. Yeah. And oh yeah. Never really thought about it until all that kind of started to come to light. Right. And it it's made me really think about it. And Really? Oh certainly. Oh. Yeah. Um I used to take full on chair shots to the forehead God. constantly. And Mick
0: Foley's gonna have it bad.
3: I I would imagine he'd have to. He's yeah. he's uh he's put himself out there. But even teaching the younger generation now, I think that's that's starting to change. So yeah. Hopefully hopefully it stops here.
0: Yeah. You know, when you're you know, senile at 60 years old, hopefully not.
3: Right. Well, you know, it's it's one thing I think to have a bad back and bad neck yeah. and bad knees and all that kind of stuff, but your mental faculties, you only get that one opportunity and right. you you don't want to uh, uh you don't want anybody to leave this business in that way. Right.
0: It's not good. Well, with that, is there a move that you you have have had done to you that now you're like we're not doing that move?
3: Oh, yeah, there's a few. I mean, because like Stone Cold yeah. Steve
0: Austin, his career was cut short with a sit-down pile driver. Mm-hmm. I mean, sit-down pile driver's been done since, you know, what, I don't know, 50s so maybe?
1: With, Sit down. I don't know what that is.
0: Uh, sit-down pile driver? Well, if you move
1: the, you move the computer, I'll show him. i am show Smiley. I think so is, smiley, smiley, yeah. like Smiley's going to have CTE. He has CTE now. He'll yeah, be file take care of him, man. He's in his early 30s
2: yeah they um uh, <laughs> the last time I, I um got a fracture in my skull they they assumed i would I'd play, oh, uh, yeah. football
0: that's a pile driver so yeah there's the there's the oh photo yeah, there. yeah yeah uh, so w w e it's actually illegal the only person who can do it is the uh, undertaker and he does the tombstone pile driver he's the one they trust but so what what would be a move that you're just like now nah, we're not doing that move um I you know I
3: only take pile drivers from guys that I really really trust. Um, yeah. And you know honestly, promoters would they prefer you not to do that move? Yeah. Unless you are somebody that they really trust too. Oh really? Wow. So I mean, I've only been called up to do it a couple times like over they, the You're gonna
0: you're gonna take the pile driver.
3: I've been I've been called up to give it. Oh. Because. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I knew how to do it, but yeah. Um. I'm I'm not a big fan of power bombs. Oh, yeah. I, I just uh, have come too close a couple yeah. times not those getting up. look really cool, though. They do. <laughs> they, they do look awesome. And as long as you get your head up in time, you're probably yeah. fine. But yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of those. Or German Suplex. Really, you know, I've hurt my neck so bad a couple times. Oh, that see, I always wondered how that. like The German Suplex seems to me like it would be just terrible. It, it can be well, you know, if you take it right, it, it's not that bad. Yeah. But the thing is, it, it's a really small margin of error between taking it right and taking it wrong. Right. And at this stage of the game, I just don't have, I don't have enough neck strength left yeah. to, uh, to combat that one. So okay. I try to, I try to steer clear of those. And it's, it's, you know, it's less about me sitting there all night and telling somebody what yeah. I will and I won't do. It's more about I know how to get out of that stuff. Oh, I got So you. if somebody tries to grab it on me. I probably have twenty or thirty ways to get out of
0: it. Oh, I see. There's and, not like a list back backstage
3: moves you cannot do against Hobo Hank. No, nothing like that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that special to anybody to
0: <laughs> to be uh, to be making those kind of arrangements. You, but you say that, but you're like the you're the superstar of the of the federation. I mean, you're the you're the face.
1: And yeah, I would say like people go to to these shows to see you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Wildlife. That's the reason we go. That's just, Yeah, like, well,
0: I'm saying, like, you were the main event of the last one. I mean, and then they always have some program with you in it, you know? Sure. If you're not wrestling, you're going to come out and you're going to do, you know, throw a, a half-eat drink Coke at the, at the you know, the evil, you know, commissioner. What is he, the director of competition? Right. right. Yeah.
3: Well, it's funny, you know, looking back because in the early days, there I was begging to get on shows, you know? I was crossing yeah. my fingers and just praying that somebody would – would drop out of a show, or and God forbid, get hurt or something, and uh, just having to claw my ways onto uh, some events, and it it sure is nice to come full circle. And now it's, it's just a guaranteed spot every single month. Wow. So I really appreciate that, and that's DWO. That's pretty that's cool. Done that for me, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's nice. And, and yeah, but I mean, they, they I think you know you do have that thing where when you come out, the crowd, you know, you get a you get a major pop. You know, everybody's like, you know, you come out and you walk through the crowd. You know, there's like one or two children that have the signs for you. Mm-hmm. You stop, you drink the Coke and eat the chips, you know, and you go all the way around, all through the people, you know, I, I have like this that. photo. I have this photo. The first time I saw you, you stood right on the chair next to me and you're looking the other direction at this photo of you. It's pretty funny. And then you're out smoking and you said hi to me and I was like, oh, right on. That was the guy that was the, he, they made him wrestle like three times in a row. I felt <laughs> really bad for him. <laughs>
1: I've never had anyone chant my name.
0: Yeah. That's gotta be pretty good. Uh,
1: it, it's pretty cool, yeah. I'm yeah.
0: not gonna lie. It,
3: it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's it's cool to get recognized too out in the street walking around and
0: yeah. And, uh, Chris Burnett. That would be all the, Burnett. Yeah, all of a sudden, you yeah. <laughs> Then all of a sudden I get pile drive through a table and I'm like,
5: <laughs> Oh my oh god! No! Get it no! the security it comes out. Comes at a cost,
0: you gotta understand. But Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I just remember like there there are moments in my life. Where I was, you know, there were things that happened that I was like, oh, man, that's. And one of them was uh, Ric Flair had just won the world title. And they had judges by ringside. Mm -hmm. And one of the judges was Terry Funk. And Terry Funk came in to, you know, congratulate Ric Flair. And then he proceeds to turn on him and beat him. And then he ends up pile driving Ric Flair through a table, and that was the very first time I'd ever seen anybody go through a table. I remember that, yeah. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was so upset, and like I was like, "He's hurting him," you know. And I was a little kid, you know. And he pile drives him through a chair or a table, and never seeing anything like that at the time, because you know now you have. You know, they get tables out and they blast somebody through a table right and left, you know. Right. They'll light a table on fire and blast someone through it, you know. But in those days, you're like, oh, my God, that guy's dead, you know. Yeah. He it, just killed Ric Flair. It was on the cover of every wrestling magazine. Oh, it was so big. They made. Yeah. And, you know, have they ever done any kind of angle like that where Hobo Hank is like, you know, he just won and then someone just, just I mean, other than the they hit you in the head with the the guitar. That was pretty close. Um. Yeah. yeah. And so have they, and those
1: are real guitars too. I thought maybe they would be like.
0: I don't know if Jeff Jarrett's
3: is, but you know. Yeah, the one I got blasted with was absolutely 100 percent a real guitar. Yeah, and it hurt like a I wonder t- if Jarrett's like
1: you know because a lot of those shit I don't know if it was like a cheaper one because that's like press board, but.
3: No, it was it was pretty solid.
1: Oh my god, that yeah. sucks. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
3: no. Uh man, I mean, I've been hit with everything or attacked with yeah, uh, yeah. Again, five hundred matches. You, you know,
0: I don't even remember half of them. But uh, Hank, it's been eight hundred matches. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Oh it, my god! Oh, it, it, well, it could be. It's um, happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's some been
3: of the, the the street signs are bad. Yeah, those hurt.
0: Yeah. Oh, I bet there. Yeah. What about the, the the shitty metal trash can? The fake crappy, shitty trash can.
3: That that hurts, too, but not in the way you'd think.
0: Oh, okay. It's got corners on it. So...
1: Edges and seams and things. You, you would show me, like, ECW matches where they have the cheese grater. Is yeah, that yeah. real? Oh, yeah. So they yeah. actually cut their skin and blood comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I thought there was maybe, like,
0: a trick box. There's there. some people who do this that are just fucking insane. Necro Butcher? Crazy. Yeah. He's crazy. I mean, Controlled I crazy, but Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I remember, um, what was the Federation? It was, uh, oh, crap, like C- CZW or something? It- XPW. Yep, XPW. XPW out of California, and it was ran by some like porno guy, I think. Anyway, it was like very extreme, and they had an extreme deathmatch tournament, and I think Vic Grimes won it. Yep. Anyway, I had seen like a lot of tack matches where they'll throw tacks on the floor, Oh, God, fuck but, no. But, but like uh, Mick Foley, he would fall in him, but he was always wearing like a shirt and he had something on under the shirt. There was some wrestler in that who was just in the little Speedos, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they did a, a sidewalk slam on him right into the tacks. Oh, and no. he just rolls around in it. And you're no. like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Have you seen anything it's like that? It's like the
1: guy who jump, jumps into the, the cactus just mm-hmm. for fun. Yeah. yeah. That, that is the that's guy. That's the guy. <laughs> just to show
0: his friends. And have you ever seen that, like the aftermath, where they're like pulling the tax out of someone in the back or I've, staples or? I've,
3: I've done all that.
0: Oh man! All of that
3: stuff. So, oh
0: my god! Yeah, no, I've seen it. Sure. Oh god! How long does it take to recuperate from something like that? Uh, it depends.
3: Again, it's it's funny because some of the things uh, like the tax. That doesn't bother me too much.
0: Yeah. Uh, I slam my it's thumb. Just sting, right? Just I slammed stinging. my thumb in a car door last night and it hurts so
3: bad. Yeah, I heard that. That sucks. Um, <laughs> we don't do a lot of car door matches because of <laughs> yeah. that reason. Um, the outlaw car door
1: matches. Car doors
0: because right? of fingers. Maybe we
3: should bring that back. Ah. Um, my thumb. Yeah, I mean, tacks suck. They hurt for sure. No, uh, but you pull you. them out and they're gone and that's, yeah. that's kind of over. But <clears throat> like the, the kendo sticks. Oh. You know, when you get slapped with those, it, it usually hurts. But when somebody really goes to town on you, and they they break, they actually leave these little uh, bamboo splinters. Oh God! By the hundreds. So right up and down the wherever the mark on your back is, or oh. the face, or wherever they got you, uh, there'll be these hundreds and hundreds of little tiny splinters up and down. And for days, they get caught on your shirt, and they you'll feel them coming out of your skin. At uh. Just the most, you know, inopportune times will be playing with a kid or you know driving somewhere oh, okay.
1: okay so here's the thing like top three things to be hit with
0: <laughs> not top 30 we don't have that kind top of
1: three uh, top three
0: worst things to have to well, wrestle let's with. let's tease that for the second hour okay. that's perfect yeah the top three things like the worst things
1: the top three things that hurt the most mm-hmm. i'll think about that and your band's called mcadoo it is called mcadoo yeah
0: m is it mac yep Ah, Are you, did did that guy ever call you about being a drummer?
3: No, not yet. Uh, so if he's watching. Give me a holler. Okay. look and that was a great show by the way. The other night at the launch pad, it sure Very was. Cool. Yeah, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Yeah.
0: Why will this not come up like that, McAdoo. Yeah. You don't come right away. M A C A D O. Uh, but I, I got asked to play
1: Russell Pyle's party uh, here oh. on uh, 12-18. I, mean, I, mean I have a show um, like at Broken Trail Distillery on the 28th for the Dogtoberfest. I'm the only performer now. So that's two hours worth of music. And hope it's great fucking spirits. It's great hangs. And we have our, I guess not Halloween show. I hate any show... Halloween show that's in November, so it's got to be like some kind of weird.
2: We do the uh, Dia de los Muertos. Yeah,
1: it's it's our Dia de los Muertos show,
2: which would be November first. That'd be closer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I just hate when mm-hmm. the Simpsons do the Treehouse okay. of Horror in November. It's like that's a hack. It has to be in October.
2: This All will right. be our Dia de los Muertos show.
1: Oh. You know what we need to do is find out oh, who cool. celebrates that shit in Clovis, Portales area and have them as a guest as kind of like a... Um, That's, I guess That's a good call. Okay. Or oh, somebody famous. who hmm. is good at harvesting pumpkins. <laughs> somebody who has a pumpkin hmm. patch. Because I, I love the fucking pumpkin patch. Or three... I would hope not. Um... um I can't... Okay. I Somebody involved in Dia los D- D- Martos. Somebody who harvests pumpkins. Uh, we can figure it out. Okay. And um, like I mm-hmm. said, uh, ten, that's, that's our show as far as 10 Minimum goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Chris, you guys, we're, we have uh, Hobo Hague on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, we're, to gonna, we're, teasing,
0: for, we're teasing for the second hour. We're going to have the three worst things to get hit with in a wrestling ring.
1: And I, I'll, 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 I'll top that off with the three things that hurt in my lifetime getting hit well no just injuries wise. injury, injury wise, mm. okay very like, cool like emotionally hey that that could be one uh yeah. but I'll, i'm talking about physically can, I, and, when, can I just
2: go with my top three concussions mm, mm. yeah there you go Cause smiley's when, top three
1: concussions billy's top three injuries hobo hank's top three uh apparatus Hing. to be hit with or be injured with on Perfect. wrestling and mm-hmm. chris's top, top three, three injuries stds i've never no i haven't I'm had kidding, any of those so. <laughs> Ow. so that'll be long
0: that'll be tough to do uh yeah check us out on uh, tenderingminimum.com. right now we're actually broadcasting live on facebook we're not actually on our website uh, i couldn't do both it, it really taxed the computer
1: but i would say that more people are watching on facebook than probably would ever done on our our website
0: yeah, there's a way to do it. I know how to do it differently, but it's it's Facebook isn't like uh, there's a site you can go to and you broadcast directly to that site, and then you can pick where it wants. They'll they'll send it out to different ones. Huh. So we'll 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 see. But uh, yeah, I, I want to thank Hobo Hank for coming on. He'll be back the second hour. Go to the Westside Community Center uh, this next Saturday, the twenty second. Tickets start at fifteen dollars. I think ringside are thirty five. I think.
3: Yeah, I think, I think they're 25 and then uh, 35 will put you in. The a, VIP. Yeah, and the VIP, you get a 1 in 30 chance of getting a signed autographed yeah. guitar from.
0: And you get to meet Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett. and Karen Jarrett. So. And,
1: and the thing is, like, being on the front row, just kind of like just talking shit to them in their face. Yeah. Especially the heels or whatever. Just yeah. being like, you fucking suck. And it's just like, fuck you. Yeah. And then I'm just like, no, fuck you.
0: That's kind of like the yeah, the extra, so cool, check us out tindrinkminimum.com at us on social media. We definitely drink, we do the show, you should definitely drink as well, but always remember Never, never get, get too drunk, drunk to, jerk. to jerk tindrinkminimum.com. <laughs>
5: Sanity.
0: From the Santa Barbara neighborhood in Martinez Town, you're listening to Tendering Minimum with Chris, Billy, Michael, and Smiley. Uh, Yeah, we're live back Tendering Minimum. Smiley didn't hear the less than a minute thing, I guess. I didn't. (laughs) So he's stepping in. Uh, We're still coming back here with Hobo Hank. Billy's here, and welcome to our new like broadcast
1: on Facebook. I kind of like this better. Yeah, did you see it? I did. And yeah. I, I would open up every time and it's we're yeah. right there. Nice. We have people sharing on Facebook. People Yeah, friends. we got like
0: three shares so far, so you know. Hey, you're gonna be Facebook famous at look, least, you know. Three. It's a lot. Three, three shares. No, it says we've had at least fifty eight unique viewers. It tells you That's excellent. I actually like that. It tells you the stats. It's like eighty two video views, so somebody's come back a couple times.
1: They're like, oh, I saw it shared again.
0: Yeah. I so, had to, to view it. Yeah. So we have uh, DWO, uh, wrestling superstar Hobo Hank, on the air. Mm-hmm. And that was just your band that we played for the break, McAdoo. Yes, sir. M-A-C-A-D-O-O. You can go on YouTube and check out their stuff, you know? Yeah, come give us a listen. Yeah. So we were going into the break, and we were talking about top three things you don't want to be hit with in a wrestling match. <clears throat> You wanna, do you want to? Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, there's really hundreds of
3: things you don't want to be hit with in a wrestling match. The big, the big the stuff, not like,
1: even hit with, just the most, the top three painful things. Yeah, that are yeah.
3: used normally in a match. Yeah. Um, so uh, number three, I'm, I'm going to go with the street sign. Okay, though they're, they're way heavier than you expect. Oh wow! So one of the mile per hour signs, stop sign. Yeah. Uh, those are real deaf like, children. Every, sign, every time
0: I see the stop sign used, I call the police. I'm like, "Did you see this? They stole a sign." That, that's right. They, they, I, that's we would incredible.
3: now the DWO. We would never steal a sign. Those were appropriated legally. Probably there's only
0: one company that makes them. So
3: hmm, sure. okay. Anyway, <laughs> this interview is over. This interview is over. Uh, uh, shut this
0: down now. Uh-huh. Get that
3: camera out of my fucking face.
0: <laughs> Beep.
3: Yeah, no, they hurt. No kidding yeah. there. Uh and they they, tend, they rattle. Like as yeah. soon as it hits you, it's like a aftershock. shock. It's loud. It's really loud. Yeah.
2: I've I've made tables yeah. out of those things, so they're I know they're sturdy. They're yeah.
1: really sturdy and and
3: yeah, they, they hurt. Um
1: I mean, not that I ever I mean, stole I mean, any street signs either. Basically it's like what, like twenty pounds worth of aluminum yeah. Just yeah. straight yeah. to Well they're made to, to last, so mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they're last. very expensive
1: too. They don't bend. Yeah. Oh my God! That, and yeah, the rattle itself would
0: be like.
4: Yeah, I had a
0: friend who had to pay for one because he stole it and he got caught, and uh, so he had to pay to have a new one bought. And there's only one company that makes them because they have the trademark on the 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 paint the paint scheme and then the shape the, the even the design maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's a racket. Oh yeah, how much does that run you? Uh, it depends. Like a normal stop sign, I think it's a couple hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, good to know. Mm-hmm. So you
3: really don't want to use those in wrestling. Yeah. Um, man, number two, barbed wire.
0: Gosh. Oh, whoa! wire. How does that work? You don't. So, you, have you ever come out wrapped in barbed wire like the Sandman used to do? Uh, I've done a lot of,
3: uh, you know, where like they'll wrap a, they'll unfortunately wrap a street sign with the barbed wire or, yeah. or the chair, or, a or table, bat, or you know something yeah. like that. Um, or you know, just you have a piece in your hand and you'll swing it and hit somebody. And that was working a, a show one time in Amarillo. Amarillo, Amarillo, um, and the the idea of the match was they had a belt up in the rafters of the of the venue there, yeah. about you know fifteen feet off the ground or whatever it was, and we had to climb up into the rafters and kind of monkey across the these, these rafters to get the belt, kind of like a ladder match, but there were no ladders,
0: kind of like the X division stuff.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. like
0: that. Okay, uh,
3: and uh, about four minutes into the match, I had a, a spool of barbed wire, like this you know little ring of it. And I went to swing it and hit the guy in the head with it, and the the barbed wire spun around and it that just cut me from one end of my hand all the way to oh, the yeah. other. Yeah, laid me wide open. I have lots of barbed wire scars. It's awful. Yeah, and I couldn't <laughs> to finish the match to get across, uh, trying to you know monkey bar with a wide open hand laceration oh, was a little rough. Ouch! So For those
1: listeners like out of the state, um, I, I deal with a lot of goat heads. And that's painful, but barbed wire, I can imagine that just being, like, excruciating. It's really
0: unpredictable. Barbed wire, not as bad as goat, or worse than goat heads. (laughs) Worse than, (laughs) yeah, they're worse than goat heads. Um, No, I do interact with goat heads way more than barbed wire.
3: (laughs) Luckily, I do, too. These days. But, I mean, I'll I'll still do it. It's fine, but uh, you just, you know, you get hit with it and... uh, it, it can be unpredictable. You have no I, idea what's going to happen. Like I grew up on a farm.
1: It's, it's, it's like almost like getting stabbed pretty yeah. much. <clears throat> yeah.
0: I just Well, barbed wire, it, I grew up on a farm, and uh, we built a lot of fence, and I have a lot of scars from barbed wire. But I'd also like run and, and like bounce off the barbed wire like it was ropes. Sure. Yeah. Did like, you really? Yes, I did <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. And uh, you just kind of know where to hit it. And you know you won 't you won 't actually it won 't actually go into you, but when barbed wire actually does go into you, it does not feel very good at all no it, ter- it tears you up it does because it 's like it's like splines that are like different angles you know and, and we,
3: we roll it around you know, the object so it yeah. 's really not a good way to go on it nope. um i mean it
0: 's not razor wire, but it 's still pretty fucking bad,
3: right you know, and everybody assumes that we cut the ends off or dull them or well, that's not we nope. just, we just
2: so Home would, Depot. Take so they it would apart. go in harder. I, yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't know I why you'd want to do it. that either.
3: We, yeah, we, we you just, could tell that we just unspool it. If we're lucky, it's new. You know that's yeah. that's kind of a requirement. But
0: how many how many tetanus shots do you get after that?
3: Uh, yeah, you know the irony of the whole thing is I'm actually afraid of needles. Oh my! So my I try goodness. to
0: avoid the whole doctor hospital deal. So you've you've been in a bar bar match, but you didn't get a tetanus shot afterwards. Mm, no. Wow. Yeah. He says uh, it's new wire though. It's, it's, it's
3: usually new wire, yeah. Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I've been lucky. Wow. Um, That's a barbed wire, number two. Number two, and then, uh, yeah, number one on my list, anyway, is, is glass, broken glass.
1: Oh. Oh, my God, that, that would be the worst. Glass
0: bulbs and whatnot?
3: Yeah. Yeah, really anything with glass. We uh, we did a show here a couple of years ago. It was here in Albuquerque. It was uh, probably 2011, and it was called Bound by Violence. Oh wow and the uh, the guy I was wrestling put my head on top of a pile of broken glass on the ground and my head was turned sideways so the this part of my head was on the ground on the on the concrete mm-hmm. broken glass underneath and he stepped down on it and twisted my head back and oh, forth yeah and these big cubes of glass they look like windshield glass I don't really don't know what they were from but yeah they uh, they exploded and they, they lacerated this artery completely oh god there's an artery that runs right through your temple and um you know i was just bleeding to death within moments and uh it uh luckily luckily i, I finished the match really quickly it rolled in rolled him up pinned him down and then uh we had medical on standby so they they put me back together and got me over to the hospital to get some stitches but uh same night you know we had some other guys did some matches with the glass and it's it's dangerous yeah um i don't think we'll ever see those again <laughs> so no so no uh no yokohama death matches for you then huh uh not well you know I, i'll never say never there's yeah. really not anything i won't do
1: but I don't even know what that means uh,
0: so the yokohama death matches are uh frontier martial arts wrestling uh, i don't think they're around anymore but they used to do. I'm I'm showing. I'm I'm putting them up for you on the on that screen. So they 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 remove the ropes, and they replace the ropes with barbed wire. Oh, and cool. then there's as you, if you can really look down here. There's like a piece of plywood here, and it just has like unspooled, just bundled, like just bound up barbed wire on it, That's so people awful. can fall into it, right? And then sometimes what they'll also do is they'll just slide in some. Uh, some um, uh, What do you call them? Light bulbs mm-hmm. in Into the barbed wire So you fall onto the barbed wire and bust the light bulbs No Yeah Oh yeah Yeah look at this one here <laughs> There's a guy getting hit with light bulbs So yeah I guess I've hit a man the, with a the, light bulb the, the, It's the, a lot of fun The dangerous
1: thing about that is just the gas is coming out of the light bulbs Right Like inhaling You try not to should.
0: inhale it Yeah Yeah. Oh there you go right there Fire. You know fire extinguishers I, I yeah. forgot about that But there wait. you go
3: didn't realize what those would do if you sprayed somebody with a fire uh, extinguisher.
0: depends on you have to have the right kind of fire extinguisher. We learned that. Yes. Yeah. Apparently yeah. it removes yeah.
3: all the oxygen within a pretty good radius and it it actually kills oxygen. It it does
0: yeah. quickly. And you get that in your lungs and it can kill you. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. fuck. laughs> yeah. oh so you had that. And then it, it's it takes forever to get out of your system. Like you get it I like you I threw up whenever Uh, I used to run apartments and some kids Blasted the fire extinguisher Out And uh, they threw up I came in the room and I inhaled it Because it's very fine powder Mm -hmm. Like you can't vacuum it because the filter It'll go through the filter And that also blows it up in the air And you're like whoa (laughs) Because it gets in your system and it starts It just gets in your lungs and starts killing oxygen Mm -hmm. So you can die So yeah <laughs> did it? Did, you did that in the ring. We we did, yeah. Oh boy, we learned. Yep. So no Yokohama death matches for you.
3: Well, I'll do it. It's got to be the right guy. Got to be uh, <laughs> gosh right situation. But
0: yeah, if you read, if you really want to read the, a really great story about the Yokohama death matches, it's the Mick Foley his first book where him and Terry Terry Funk fought mm-hmm. in the King of the Death Match tournament. You know, and then he. uh he fell on. They had, you know, they had C four. They have like a C four exploding match, where they have, you know, exploding, you know, stuff that blows up in the ring. And he fell on one, and it burned like the side of his body. Mm-hmm. And he flew home, and the whole time everybody was like, "What's burning?" You know. And he got home, and his wife and his father in law and mother in law met with him, and he's they're like, "Something is burning." And finally, he told his his wife. He goes, "Yeah, it's me. <laughs> it's still me." He's, he's like, "I got a big burn on the side of my body," but yeah. There's some crazy. They Japanese wrestling. They 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 take it a lot more serious than we do. <laughs> they they do. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's crazy. I you know, and I I don't. Uh,
3: I I actually like doing some of the dangerous things. Uh, really? I like, yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't bother me to do all that stuff. It you know, you just have to again. It's a it's a different degree of mental preparedness, and and it really does boil down to who you're in there with because yeah. you got to be able to trust that that person can do what what needs to be done too. But.
2: You're not gonna grind your head into a pool of glass.
3: Yeah, I mean that was a mistake, sure. Uh, Yeah,
0: so I'd prefer not to do that again. But yeah, um, glass—that you know—that's really rough too. I was watching the Shawn Michaels when he turned on Marty Jannetty and he threw him through the the glass window. Yeah, and I was like, I wonder if that was like that candy glass, you know?
3: I would assume it was.
0: Yeah, I I would assume that was.
3: But I, you know, that was such a like a moment in my childhood. I'll never forget. Yeah. That was one of those two that you'll never forget when it happened. Yeah. Um, Shawn
0: Michaels turned on Marty Jannetty. You're like,
3: no, so the crazy.
0: rockers.
3: And it was, you know, one of the first times that you saw blood on WWF <laughs> <No>. television.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. No, rockers.
3: I, I I don't like the senseless violence. I, yeah. I like, you know, if you, have, if you have a good story going yeah. and right. to bring that story to life, you have to make it more violent. Right. I think that's great. Um, but if it's just blood and guts for the sake yeah. of it, I, I don't like that.
0: Not it's to say I haven't lows. done it. When you, so uh, we, we talked about this and I forgot. Who was your favorite wrestler when you were growing up? Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake Snake Roberts. Yeah. So was there, I guess I'm trying to think there wasn't a moment. I don't remember a Jake the Snake moment where they were, well, I mean, other than, you know, beyond the mat, where you were like, no, he's on crack. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> But, I mean, yeah. was there a moment like when you were watching wrestling and you were like, oh, my God, he's beating him up. This can't go on.
3: Well, really, I mean, the thing that sticks out the most from Jake as a child was when he, he had the Cobra on Macho
0: Man. Oh, that was so tough. That was so oh. – That was insane. Yeah, you know? So Macho Man, he had Macho Man tied up in the ropes and, and the lower rope, and he brought out a Cobra. And they said it was defanged, I guess, but yeah, devenalized it, it, it but it bit into a Macho Man's like bicep, mm-hmm. and there was just blood everywhere. Oh shit! It was pretty rough. And you're a kid. You're like, whoa. Yeah, and they censored it on on you
3: know network television because it, yeah. it was a daytime airing, I believe, yeah, like, the first yeah, time yeah. it went on. And but then they promised to show the uncensored version late at night. Yeah, and I stayed up till probably three o'clock <laughs> yes. in the morning on a school night just to see
0: yeah. the
3: actual. Uh, the no, and, the <laughs>
0: Macho Man.
3: You know, and this was a time too when I'm, about, I'm probably I don't know, eleven years old, twelve yeah. years old, and and I still want to believe in wrestling, but yeah. I'm at that point where I it's don't. Still
0: real to me, dude. You know,
3: everybody's telling me wrestling is not real, and yeah. you know I'm starting to tell them that I want to do this as an adult. Which, by the way, if you're watching, I did it. Here I am, still doing it. Twenty years later. Twenty years later. It's um, not in a wheelchair. I should have listened to you when you said not to do it. Oh, uh, just kidding. I love being hoboing. Um, but uh, yeah, it was crazy because you know how do you, how do you even justify that? It, yeah, it, that was obviously real. It yeah, really happened. So yeah, uh, it, it, that really blurred the lines for me in in one of the biggest ways that I remember. I remember
0: the big Jake the Snake Roberts thing that I'll never forget in my entire life is when Ravishing Rick Rude he would come out and before or after the match after he'd won he would pick some woman. First of all, Ravishing Rick Rude had the best pre-match Mike Mike little interview. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, I'm going to need all of you Milwaukee cheese-eating, beer-guzzling fat slobs to shut your mouths while my music plays so I can take off my robe, you know? And the crowd is just, like, riotous, you know? Mm-hmm. He he would just completely just, you know, and it was always, you know, all oh, you sausage-eating Chicago
1: fat pigs need to shut your mouths. Yeah. You you obese, yeah, per yeah. capita fucking State of the Union, fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. It
0: was always something like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, so Ravishing Recruit, after, after the match, they would pick out a woman in the crowd, and he would mm-hmm. kiss them. He would make out with them. Mm-hmm and he picks out Jake the snake Roberts's wife. Yeah. And Jake runs out and beats the crap out of uh Rick Rude and then pulls his pants down. Right. And they had to censor that. And when I was a kid at first, I you know, I didn't you know, I didn't I was like, wow, is this did this really happen? You know, it was almost it, it kind of did blur the lines as well of like was that scripted or was that you know Holy cow! You know, sure. Did he act because he because he pulled Ravishing Rick Rude's pants down, and I assumed that that wasn't supposed to happen. But then, <laughs> then you know, of course, they feuded, and Ravishing Rick Rude got a picture of of Jake the Snake's wife and put it right in the crotch area of his pants. You know, uh, yep. So that was you know, that that was a good feud though.
3: It was a great feud, and I loved
0: I loved that one. It was just. Uh
3: it really illustrates the difference between then and now and, and you know, the amount of action that it took back then to, to really captivate the audience. And it's not because the audience was simpler. It's because the stories were told better. Yeah. Now, you know, these guys are pouring out a hundred moves a night on television and high spots. Yeah. High spot after high spot. And a lot of times they're not getting any story across. Right. The real masters in this business can do Mm -hmm. very, very little in the actual ring and tell you, uh, an epic story, uh, and really keep you captivated, and and that's that's an art form that's almost lost in in this generation.
0: No, that's sad. And, and, and you know, do you feel like that's always said though to the next generation, or that's just really how it is? I I, I definitely think that yeah, every every generation thinks they did it
3: better than the yeah. one that comes after them, and um and there there was definitely more action in the eighties, you know, seventies and eighties, than there was in the fifties and sixties, but but the evolution
4: is is amplified
3: right. much
0: more so in the you know in the new millennium. Let me ask you this: you haven't really watched much of the NXT, right? No, very little. So NXT was created by Triple H, and it, it's like a training for they'll find people, bring them in under contract, and then they'll train them, and if they they either make it or they don't. Well, Dusty Rhodes was a part of it. He was like the promo guy. He taught him how to do promos, you know. Mm -hmm. So in this day and age, how do you feel about that kind of like, I don't want to say it's because like one of the byproducts I feel of like the earlier part of it is, is too many of the wrestlers look the same. Yes. They have the same look. You know, they all come out. They have like speedo tights, little speedos. They have boots that come up to their knee and they all kind of have the same physique i really feel like how do you feel kind of like that factory like just pump out like you know wrestler after wrestler well
1: it's got to work at some point well like, they and
0: they write the they write the scripts for them they don't actually do their own promos
1: right you gotta think there's like some kind of um like focus groups like what mm-hmm. do you want to see i want to see the fucking rip dude with the whatever the well vince mcmahon are. loves the rip dude yeah, he's pretty he's much the, the focus big fan group, of the. But room. they do draw in kind of the alt uh, viewer, which is me. When when I do watch it, I'm I'm big fan of the the Wyatts, I guess. Yeah, which aren't perfect. the cut guys. Yeah, nope. yeah, they're just See? like kind Best of fat.
0: Thing. And that's a perfect example of like wrestlers that got through that aren't that image, then people are like crazy for them. Oh yeah, that, that's me because he tells yeah. the story. It's rare these days that anybody cracks through that that doesn't have that mm-hmm. same physique, that same. Uh, ring oh, presence, the well, ability. Luckily, he has. What is it like? Family that works like in the back. Shawn Michaels, sure.
1: like kind of like uh,
0: John Cena. Oh, Shawn Michaels got pretty ripped.
1: He did. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying oh. like that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what oh. they that they want. Yeah. They they want that guy.
0: Yeah, and well, Vince loves the John so that, that, Cena look. That,
1: that's the that's the money maker. Yeah, for for. for, for I guess. But I
0: mean, you've got you've got uh, uh, who's the guy you just said that you like. Uh, uh Brent what the Wyatts? the, Bre- the wyatts so he's he's a th- third generation wrestler second generation wrestler his dad and his uncle are both wrestlers, and they both work in the back, so i mean he kind of got in luckily because his dad's uh and like
1: just like even like dean Ambrose he's not yeah. even like a the typical like uh he's, but he was really big on the indie scene yeah and, and he, another
0: rare exception that yeah he's i right. love that done
1: great. that's, that's the, the, i think they're they're you have the, I guess, the draw yeah. of the fucking muscular dudes with the whatever cut.
0: But then there's some wrestlers that they can't deny because they're just so big in other federations. Okay. Like, I
1: don't even know how, like, I understand, like just, just on the aesthetics, how Mick Foley made it this far. He was that guy. He's just the hardest working guy. I mean, he was crazy enough.
0: He did the extreme shit. Yeah. yeah. They wanted someone that did the extreme shit. And, and he,
1: he did well for himself. I'm, I'm glad yeah. there's that person. Now he has a TV show. <laughs> Whereas, like, it, just on paper, it's like, well, in focus groups, like, we need the John Cena's. We need the and
0: men. the big one of the biggest moments in the WCW versus WWE Monday Night Wars was uh, WWE let him win the title, and it was on a recorded show, so it was pre-recorded, so people, so people that were there knew that it happened, and WCW got wind of it, and they were live. And they said, "Oh, don't don't bother turning over to WWE, uh, where Mick Foley's going to win the title. That'll really put some butts in the seats." Right. And after they said that, massive amounts of people turned over to WWE to watch him win the title. Oh right. shit! Yeah, that was our and it, and they never lost again from that moment. On, I think yeah. Yep. It was like whoa, you know, way to go. But I mean, you've got people like, um, um oh, who's the champ right now? He's a little guy. He's not very big. But he's a hard he was really big in Japan. Um ah damn it. But then you have the guy I showed you that that's Sensuke Nakamoro. Sure. He's not you know, he's just so hard to deny like how AJ Styles, that's who the he's other incredible. guy is. incredible. But um
3: I I think they're coming around to that. I think they're they are starting yeah. to realize it, but you know, just historically I mean
0: AJ is muscled, but he's not really. Big. He's not a big guy. Uh, he, he's
1: He's not. still too mainstream for me. He's not though. If he, you ever watched him, right there, yeah, he is. W,
5: nah.
0: WWE. He's, he's got tattoos. Maybe. <laughs> well, he's got he's got Japanese because he was in Japan.
1: Sure. Japan's really big on like the tattoos and the whatnot. Yeah. Okay, so we have the top three. Um, in I guess what hurts the fucking most when you're wrestling. We have the glass. Yeah. Uh, that hurts him the most. Barbed okay, wire. The barbed wire and the stu- stray stri- sun. I want to hear about top three concussions Smiley has sustained in the last, I guess, 15 years. Yeah. I want to say th- my favorite story is was was one of those concussions when you were uh, on your uh, shed and picking oh, yeah. fruit.
2: <laughs> was that the one? You fell off. Of, was that, is that top three? That one is top three. F- Three because uh, I was unconscious for at least half an hour. What?
1: Actually, the one I want to hear about is when you get hit by a car. (laughs) Was that a concussion? Obviously, but was it your car?
2: That was a spiral fracture through my uh, right uh, sinus and orbit.
1: Oh, there's nothing. Is it because you were pedestrian or because you were just?
2: That's because I was on my scooter and a car stopped right in front of me, just screeched on their brakes, and, um, yeah, scooters don't have, like, the same sort of brakes motorcycles do, or other vehicles, so me hitting both brakes at the same time meant it just slid completely out from under me, and I smacked the side of my head against the pavement. Damn.
0: that That's a concussion.
2: Yeah, that was more than a concussion. Maybe, I, maybe I couldn't do anything for, like, two weeks. Have you ever been in a coma? Yeah, he he had a coma from falling off the shed picking fruit.
1: Did you really? What, no. what kind of fruit?
2: Um, it that, was. That's uh, what the world wants to
3: know. I think. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the world. Um, it was.
3: He doesn't remember. Yeah. That was a,
2: that was that was that's definitely in the top three because I. Josh actually had to remind me that I'd had that concussion. Actually, everyone had to remind me. They're like, yeah, no, you had that other concussion. You what fell. other concussion?
0: No, I didn't. The fruit.
2: I don't know if it's in the top three, but I've talked
1: about this. We've talked about this in a show. Played. Actually, it was the night we did our show yeah. when you were trying to do physical comedy. And, and you fell and hit your head on the wall. And you're like, I'm going to do what Jim Carrey does. And he hit your head on the Adobe. I
2: don't, I don't know if that was really a concussion now.
1: You were out.
0: You, yeah, you were, you were knocked out. Being knocked out is never good.
1: <laughs> That's never good. Okay, so we're talking about two of the three. What do you think was your worst injury, brain injury, you've had?
2: Oh, the worst one was definitely that spiral. I had a subdermal hematoma. Um, So I was in the neuro ward at uh, UNMH for three days. Speak English, Doc. (laughs) (laughs) What did did you do? I was bleeding into the part of my brain that's in between oh my actual brain and the skull
0: you said bleeding in your head that's bad any which way
2: mm-hmm. um, but because of the spiral form of my fracture it was all draining out through my right nasal cavity Wow like a faucet ooh so and like my brain never it never had enough swelling to like really put me out so that's definitely the worst one. They
0: didn't have to drill into your skull. Nope. Uh,
2: the no, the fracture did it all for me.
0: Yeah, Leonard Nimoy didn't show him go. What is this barbarian stuff?
1: <laughs> 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 so that's. So you got that from the the scooter accident, right?
2: That was the scooter accident. Um, the second one has to be falling off the shed because I always forget about it. Except for my mom freaking out because she found me unconscious and it oh was my like, gosh. it was already dark when she found me. James! So it's like, oh I my don't God. even know how long I was <gasps> oh, out. James. Oh God, for love of Pete. I just took a header off of the, off of her greenhouse.
3: Jeez. What kind of fruit was it?
2: I'm I'm pretty sure I was just trying to fix her greenhouse. Oh. The only fruit that she had in there was avocados, and I didn't think I had. To, I'm pretty sure I wasn't doing that, but I don't really have a, a steady memory of it.
3: <laughs> that's nice. What kind of fruit was it?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does he keep asking me
2: that, or is it? He I'm doesn't
1: remember. A, so
0: I'm right. having a stroke right now.
1: But yeah, like speaking just about the the number one industry that that's that's grounds for like stroke or just like permanent yeah. brain. But luckily, it fractured in a way that. It went out to your nose and not from the re- to the rest of your brain. Wow.
2: Yeah, and um, when the uh, the doctor came back my MRI, he kept asking me whether I w- it was whether I played college football or professional football. <laughs> oh yes. I'm all ne- I've never played football, and he's like, "Oh, okay, because cause it looks like you've had about thirty concussions oh, God. <laughs> in your life." you will have mental well, problems. it's like it's just like scar tissue pretty much, right? Like yeah. oh, like yeah. know, they can see it on the MRI. Oh yeah. And they're all look at that. And another one. And another, and one? another one. And another one.
0: Jeez. So did
2: you play college football or high school football or I'm like no.
1: Wrestling? Pile driver?
2: <laughs> Man. So number 3 though, like not as bad as these, but uh number 3 Number three was getting... Uh, that was the time I got hit by a car. On uh, I got T-boned on uh, lead. Ow. And um, so I kind of hit hit the side of my head against the car and then rolled off of it and then rolled forward because my momentum was going forward oh, no. and its momentum was going uh, perpendicular to that. So my scooter flew off to the side and I hit their their hood, and then kept rolling forward as they moved past me. And I actually managed to land on my feet and drag my scooter off of the off of the street before there was, like, oncoming traffic because I was more frightened by being run over again. But then, yeah, I definitely had a concussion because I don't remember, like, a whole hell of a lot after that. Like, there was an ambulance, and there was a police officer yelling at me, and... I still managed to make it downtown for Goth Night. <laughs> I was all fuck this. I don't care if I'm bleeding everywhere.
0: They're asking why Billy's not on camera. I'm saying Billy does not like to be on camera.
2: It's a, it's a crazy. Actually, here's here's my next
1: question because I know Hobo Hank. Like, you. you By the way, I, you, I told him did, he could sit in my lap. You you, you, you did it. you did all the stuff, and there's always got to be that like question. Like, are you afraid when you do these? Like, is there like a moment where like. You may not come home tonight. Like, I'm I'm scared. Like, yeah. other other than that, were you trained to, like, just do your job? I yeah. don't know. Because, basically, if I were to go into a guy, like, who's, like, you know, 100 pounds more than me, i fucking shit scared. Yeah. Sure. Um, no,
3: again, you know, since I'm, I don't get nervous before matches, I, I actually... No, oh, well. I, well, I'm, 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 I'm not,
0: you know, it's just, just
3: a thing. Uh, I, I have it's, it's, to, It
0: happens, like like fucking. Your wife doesn't like you. You guys don't pray before you go out. No, no, nothing like that. No, my my wife, uh,
4: you
3: know, she's been around the business so long, and and she, she knows I've I've been uh been lucky, been trained pretty well, and yeah. And so the odds are usually in my favor. I'm going to be fine, and but I I do try to mentally take note prior to going out uh, just how dangerous it really and truly is, <clears throat> just to make sure that um that my head's in the game. Yeah. I don't want to go out there and make a mistake and not only for myself I don't want to make a mistake against uh, my opponent um mm-hmm. but uh now that there's been a couple a couple matches that I knew that were going to be more dangerous than others mm-hmm. I did a scaffold match a couple of years ago um you know the cage match can can get kind of hairy the the table match yeah anything with ladders um and so for the, for those you you do have to kind of remind yourself that that uh in order to go home tonight, I have to do the thing that I'm about to go do first. So, right. so just uh, keep your head in the game. Make sure you
1: uh, let's do it right. That's crazy because you know like you're conditioned to not be scared, right? But is there like stress involved at least? Like I don't know. Like well,
0: I mean, okay. So last year, I think it was last year, yeah, 2015. Wrestler Pedro Agu- Aguayo Junior died. Yeah, in that match with Rey Mysterio Jr. where he. He fell on the rope, and he. I think. I think it I think that, was it the rope that crushed his larynx.
3: Uh, there was a couple of different reports, and I. I think. I think he had broken his neck prior on a bump just mm. right before the actual incident. But they
0: didn't know he was dead, and they continued with the match. Right. Right. I mean, is there? I mean, have you ever seen anything? Not. Not specifically that, but close to that. I've seen some pretty bad injuries over the years, um, and that you know that's got to you know that's got to put something in your brain where you're kind of like, well, you know, that that could happen just any you know. Well, I never, you know, I've only been whisked away to the hospital after a match twice. Yeah.
3: Um, every other night, I've I've been able to go home safe and sound. Yeah. For the most part, I might be a little worse for wear in the morning, but, um, you know, neither of those nights were all that oh,
4: nice.
3: special or spectacular as far as what I thought I had to do. Uh, so you, it it is really just an element of surprise. You don't know. Right. I mean, Saturday night something could go wrong for sure, right. and it's just part of the game
0: you have to be aware of it and, and respect it respect the the danger sure sure i mean you're not going to come <clears throat> come in via zipline from the top of the you know the west side community center well now you kind of you said you didn't want to blow the surprises for sure oh Saturday. i'm sorry guys that's how hank was coming in <laughs> no no more zipline that's how oh yeah owen hart got uh, he he passed away
1: you know um for as much as people like shock value on the internet, you can not find that footage on internet. No,
0: because they, they, they burned it. Um, the people that saw it were the people that were there. And then some of the WWE people had it, and they destroyed it. So That's good. I, I kind of glad. Yeah. But the, the Pedro Aguayo, you can. That is all over the internet. It yeah. is all over the internet. Yeah, and I was going text first thing
3: the next morning, you know. Did you see that? What really happened? Yeah. You know, people were people were speculating that Rey Mysterio
0: killed him in the ring, and that is no, absolutely not no, no, what happened no, no. at all. He, he has no idea. I mean, they're no. they're like right there. There it is. He didn't touch him. So like you you can watch it and like, and he's dead. Like you can see him. He's like just dead. Yeah. And oh, they're God. still. They don't see it. They didn't. They didn't see it for a little bit. And then they someone finally comes over and like leans down and is like you know. And then they're like you know I don't know what signal they give or whatever, but
3: it's in Mexico. It's a yeah, probably a different thing you know. than we do. Yeah, we don't have like a dead wrestler. <laughs> <per se. laughs> Somebody's dead, <laughs> or I've never seen yeah. it anyway. You do, the, you do this? It, it, it's, it's like the
0: blood symbol. Like, yeah, it's like the games. X. But the blood, the blood. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. More to it. It's in Mexico. Wow. But I mean, you definitely have signals that like you're you're hurt though, right? We we do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Because I, you know, there are there have been matches. I mean, where I know there's the one where Triple H tore his quadricep, yeah. and it snapped down into his leg. And he still finished that one, and then Bret Hart he cracked his sternum and he finished that match. And there's a lot of those
1: where wrestlers the, do the greatest, like I guess, win versus an injury, like with an injury was like Stone Cold against Bret Hart. And like, Owen Hart? We, it, Owen, no, and it was Bret. It was kind of like that, like Canadian, like uh, American rivalry. They oh, was it
0: where his head was cut open and he?
1: No, no, it was one of those things where like like s- Stone Cold was like fucking hurt. And like he he was supposed to win but Owen, Hart. Did, uh, Owen Hart. Owen Hart was a pile driver. Uh, Owen Hart pile drived
0: him, and, oh. it, and it popped his neck. And he was mm. and he was limp. And like he had to finish like Owen kind of lifts him up, and like they finish the match. But he's like crippled. Yeah,
1: and so so like actually yeah. actually watching that match, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit, he's hurt. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of does this bullshit pin. Like, yeah. to, to the heart. Guy. Right, and yeah. then Owen wore the
0: shirts. So I broke. I just broke your neck. Yeah, Owen oh, and three sixteen means I just broke your neck. Oh my god! Because yeah. he did really it ended, that ended that that ended Stone Cold's career. Not that day, but eventually. Yeah, because he broke his neck and they had to fuse like all the what's all that the bones. what's
1: what's that injury you get from doing it perpetually that like you uh, you can't like move your head around. Or? Yeah. So, from what I understand, this is reading
0: the books of like Mick and them when getting whipped into the turnbuckle, you get whiplash so much. Mm-hmm. The sooner or later they have to go in through the front and, like, fuse up some of your spinal, like, the columns. And so so you could still, like, move your head like this, but you can't do this.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of guys that have yeah. fused, fused discs. They'll just yeah. take two discs and they'll fuse them
0: into one. Because of that. It's because of that, right? Where you get whipped in the turnbuckle and you hit it and, you know. Yeah, you know, just taking bumps in general. Yeah.
3: You, you, you get whiplash constantly. Yeah.
0: Oh, actually, I saw an interview with one. And they were like, yeah, they go in through the front to do this surgery to the back, to, like, the side or back of your neck. I was like, "Oh!" And they're like, "It's pretty standard for wrestlers." I can't I wait, like,
3: can't yeah. wait. No, uh, and that's part of why you know, as yeah. as the years go by, I my my matches have been spaced out and mm-hmm. a little more and more. I'm um, hoping to
0: put more years onto my career and hopefully, yeah. Uh, well, that's when you kind of like I think, and especially a lot of the you know veterans will tell you this: you don't do the high flying, crazy bumps. You do more ring psychology. You do more, like Ric Flair, for example. He was in an airplane crash and he broke his back. Yeah, and they were like, they were like, you'll never wrestle again. And he was back in like six months, but he had to learn how to. He was a Ric Flair was a was a big muscled power wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like he was, like if you ever see pictures of Ric Flair when he was first started out in wrestling, he had a short, he had short hair, and he was thick and muscled. And then he they had the airplane. He was in the airplane crash and it broke his back. So then he couldn't wrestle like that anymore. So he had to change his style completely. And so if you ever see Ric Flair, he always takes like the, like the they'll you know they'll throw him against the ropes and they'll do a backdrop, and he always turns in the air mm-hmm. and he lands like on the side. He never lands flat on his back. That's because oh. of that because of that uh, that injury. Yeah, yeah, and it changed the way he wrestled, and it probably made him more. You know, it was one of those. Things where it turned him into a different kind of wrestler and he became famous because you just got to
1: think of like like especially injury what, what injuries involve and just like kind of the the long that, lasting I guess like uh nerve damage he to have. Like, oh I'm gosh. guessing like there's either like one like uh like drug abuse yeah. as far as like dealing with pain what you've dealt dealing yeah. with pain and just along with that, uh Trying to keep up a physique for it, like I'm guessing, yeah. start they don't test for steroids. Isn't yes, they WWE? do. Yes, they do. Really? Yes, they They're do nice. now. Yeah. yeah,
0: heavily. They have a a better wellness program supposedly
1: than some, most of the
0: major sports. So do. the
1: Miz has never done steroids in his life.
0: P- see, that's the thing. I mean, they have to catch them with it. You know, I mean, MMA they catch them, but they don't always. Mm. You know, you can't tell me the MMA people are not doing it, and you know, I, I I guarantee that they do. We'll see. But if you here's the difference though go back and look at the WWE of the 90s and then look at the wrestlers and then look at the w- WWE of now. They're not they're they're cut, but they're not just massive, like big arms.
1: So it's not that guy with the, with the hump. What was the well,
0: name? Scott Steiner. Well, come on. <laughs> Scott Steiner's a whole different deal, you know. There's no, first of all, first of all, there's nothing finer than Scott Steiner. Because all he has is his freaks and his peaks. <laughs> He, supposedly he's a terrible human being, but, man, I always thought, I always, I always, marked pretty hardcore for it. And, and it was just, like, so ridiculous that he was so roided out. You know, they'd have him on the front of some muscle magazine, and I'm like, okay, come yeah. on. That is so just gross, you and know. And he was so much better as the Steiner brothers. Yeah. You know I don't man? know. I, I liked him like that. Oh, no, did you? Wow. Yeah. I marked out for that. When he came out with the chain mail on his head, yeah, I was like, no, yeah. That was, that was pretty ridiculous. And he's all... Was the big bad booty daddy? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you don't see those guys anymore. I mean, uh, what's his name? He's pretty big, but uh, Lesnar. But I, I feel like Lesnar's that guy anyway. I mean, I don't know. Like Bo Jackson, He's, yeah. Like he was just naturally yeah.
1: that cut didn't have to do much to get a right body, right?
0: Yeah. And Lesnar's just a big corn fed. You know, he wrestled in. The, he was the NCAA heavyweight champ for like two years running. You know, I mean, he's just a big dude, and then, but I mean, if you really look at him, who's the big wrestlers in WWE now? Randy Orton, he's cut, but he's not just you know, he's not Hulk Hogan twenty four inch pythons. Not like Goldberg, <laughs> who is coming back. Yeah,
1: I bet he looks smaller now, though. Probably he does
0: look smaller.
5: Well, he's like yeah. forty
1: seven years old. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goldberg, but I, want, I actually want to I want to sway, sway this conversation to my top injuries. Okay number th- d- 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 number 3 number 3 uh so um i had uh my i guess my gallbladder removed oh i was there yeah and um so the worst pain in my life for 6 years in a row was having this episode of like stomach pain which i found out is the equivalent if not worse than childbirth you're having gallstones Gallstones, yeah. Yeah. And so we're we're talking like eight hours worth of just like excruciating I couldn't sleep for like two days. And I was just like dealing with the shit. And I was like, fuck and then it finally passed. Ooh. And then it would always happen when I would have like a like a like a heavy meal or something. But that happened like once a year for six years. So basically, uh I I gave childbirth six years in a row. Ooh. And um so You're that trooper. That, yeah. That was Ouch. number n- 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 number three. Number three. Number two uh, was when I had my um, my leg burnt, like a like a I guess a second degree burn on my leg uh, from uh, boiling water. From water from I made like ramen noodles when I was like fifteen. And it was the worst pain I had in my life, and this happened in October because I remember it was like during the 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 um, Shiprock Fair, and so the big Shiprock Fair, and uh, so like of course I'm a little kid I'm a Navajo like you don't go to the Farmington Hospital you go to the Shiprock Hospital okay because you get you know IHS like it's 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 free it's free yeah and so that's like a 30 minute drive from where I live in Farmington like a 40 minute drive but there was like a long line of people I was like shit my arm my leg is burning off and like I'm f- like you know like like a teenager and that was the worst pain like I remember like having like ice and water to like deal with it and my mom was driving and she's like fuck I'm so sorry but like I'm like I'm good but then that was the second most pain your mom said fuck no she didn't say fuck I said in my head I said fuck this sucks and so I still have a permanent scar right here from boiling water number one number one uh, worst injury I had was when I was riding my bike when I was like seven years old and I'll have a scarring up until like I die, but like I, um, I was riding down country club road and it's probably about like, I don't know, like a 30, 30 degree incline, I guess. And so you're riding your bike. So I thought it would be fun just like, kind of like make the, the wheels hum yeah. with, my, with my, uh, with my foot there like and so what happened is my foot got caught I did a fucking 360 and landed on my face oh and that's you can't drive the Sherbrooke for you went to fucking Farmington like I would like 911 like the ambulance was there damn wow and Hmm. I landed like straight up like road rash on my face and uh I I, I want to say I did a double flip. I probably was one flip, but it was just like. <laughs> and I remember like walking back to my house. And my brother was sitting like in, in the front lawn, just sitting there. And she he ran the house because I was crying. And, um, Ouch. yeah, they they like went to the emergency room. Damn, bikes and, and scooters are bad.
2: That's that's, <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty bad. And I had a heart attack and walked my way to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah, like it, was one, it was one
1: of those things I was writing down, like like you know, like Country cut Road, and it was just one of those things. Where, like, But then I, I was making noises with my foot in, in the... In spokes? The, in the spokes, yeah. And then it caught, and then just oh, fucking
0: did a flip. Man. Number one injury, injury, I- injury. Yeah. Billy Belmont. So what kind of fruit was it? What kind of fruit was it? Nice. <laughs> so my number three, let's see here. I want to see how I want to do this here. So, okay, number, number, th- number three is, is multiple. When I was a kid, I busted my head open three times. Like, one, I fell on a vase and I have a scar in my eye, under my eyebrow. One, I was swinging on a clothesline that was over the top of a sidewalk and it broke and I just, like, flat back, right, hit my head right on the sidewalk. Um, and then uh, another time I fell and cut my head open. And then I actually got up from underneath when I was in the seventh grade. Got these are all because these are all just me getting stitched up. I've been I have I've been stitched up four times. I have a, a huge scar on my my upper right shoulder blade. I was getting up from underneath the bleachers in high school or junior high, and there was a piece of metal that stuck out and it cut it right open, oh. about four inches, and like I would take my shirt off and people could see the muscle tissue underneath. Yeah. So I've been stitched up four times. So that was kind of all like one deal. It was so bad that they asked my mom. They asked me if my parents beat me. <laughs>
1: you know? I was I like, mean, no, I'm just rambugs. It's kid. like they're gonna ask you, like, Chris, should yeah. we pull the plug?
0: So number two, I was playing basketball in college. We had a class. It was it was like ba- basically PE, but it was specifically basketball. And it was funny because, like, the teacher, the first day, the teacher started, like, he was going to teach us drills. But it was, like, advanced basketball. And everyone that was in the class was, like, players that had played against each other in high school, but we didn't go out for the basketball team. So he realized that. And he goes, you know what? Let's just, you guys show up every week, and we'll just make teams and play games. So I, I jumped up, and I caught a rebound. And I came down, and someone's foot was right underneath my foot. So when I landed, I landed on the top of their foot, and my and my ankle rolled sideways and broke. Ugh. And the ball, the left ball of of uh, on my left side, touched the 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 ground, and it broke. Oh Gross. my god! And uh, I was on crutches. I never went and got it casted or anything. I just let it. I just you know like let it heal, and it makes a nice popping noise. In the in the winter time, mm-hmm. that was number two. Number one, I, I'll no, never no, 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 number one. Number one. I'll never remember this because I was too young. But when I was a baby, I tried to die, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I kept de- dehydrating and, and almost dying, flatlining. Finally, they someone figured out that I, there was something missing, like some nerve missing in my head. I don't know how, but they took. I still have the scar on my ankle. They took a nerve out of my ankle and put it in my head, and it saved my life. That's really? the only way I'm alive. Yeah. So that's that's got to be number one, you know wow yeah wow so i have this huge scar on my ankle that my mom always points out
1: you know you almost you tried to
0: die I so many times
1: so it's funny that they say that you tried to die it's like i don't want to live i, I don't, don't want to live
0: in this world i can't live <laughs> so have you ever had a match where you had to end it early because someone got injured i'm sure you have uh
3: yeah i dislocated my arm Ooh. one night really bad and uh well, we were, we were kind of in the finish anyway, so so uh, maybe 30 seconds earlier
0: than we Did were Did you do expecting. the Mel Gibson thing from Lethal Weapon <clears> where you went back in the bag and just popped
3: uh, it in? I, you know, it was, a little, it was a little beyond that, unfortunately. It wasn't just a little out. I mean, yeah. I had ripped it completely off. Oh, yeah, whoa. that's, that's so, not really how that
2: works. Uh, oh. it, it
3: was This this bone that's up here was actually way down way down. Wow, low. man. Um, they had to put me to sleep to get it back on. That was the only other time I ever went to the hospital for wrestling was... <clears throat> outside of you know little fractures and yeah x rays and stuff um
1: i mean do you do you feel adrenaline like adrenaline when this happens oh like yeah. so so when, you, when it was just when was, i guess you know your fucking shoulder was out, you didn't actually think it was that bad until Oof. that one I knew was pretty bad, yeah, yeah. I'd come down, I was doing a
3: backflip about seven feet off the ground <laughs> wow. and I came upside down, <laughs> landed upside down, and it was it was over, yeah. Um that was probably the most painful thing I've ever ever experienced. Damn. Um but yeah you know, I've I've definitely seen a lot of guys um have to call it earlier than they thought. And we had a guy uh we were working out of town one night and really early in the match it was probably 6 minutes in and and he went to do an atomic drop which is a very oh, yeah. very basic, basic move, right? Remember, yeah. Just kind of crotching the guy on his on his knee and the The weight of the guy came down and his ankle just, he tore all of the oh. tendons in the bottom of his ankle. Holy. And when he lifted up his leg, you know, his foot was just kind of dangling. dangling.
0: That, he could lose a foot that way.
3: Yeah, he luckily he's fine. He yeah. actually returned to wrestling, but... Um, yeah, but he was ginger after that. Yeah, I had to go out and kind of, you know, make up some story as to why I needed to finish the match for him or yeah. take over or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, I mean, and it's weird because it's, it's not always the big spectacular
0: moments that do no. it. it. Sometimes it's just a little mundane. I was
2: uh, like falling
0: off time. a
3: shed. Yeah. I fought like picking fruit.
0: I was in uh, Elida, New Mexico, and I was I was there for there was a, a tournament for basketball when I was in high school, and it was a girls' game. And this girl went up for a rebound. Rebounds are dangerous. She went up for a rebound, and another girl shuffled in underneath her. And when she came down, like right into her armpit, the other girl's shoulder went. And it popped her arm right out of the socket. Wow! And I was sitting there watching. I was like, "Whoa!" And she had done it before. She had had her arm popped out of the socket before. So she <laughs> walks over to the wall and she lethal weapons it. Bam! Wow. Pops it right back in. And I was like, "Oh god!" I almost fainted. <laughs> I was like, "Dude."
2: Well, the thing is, like, once you've like dislocated your shoulder, yeah, it comes out. It it has a yeah. tendency to come out. Yeah, like. Uh, The first time it happened to me, I had to do like these weird like shoulder exercises like every week just to strengthen the joint so that it wouldn't have a tendency just to slide out on its own.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I want to say there's
1: one time where I had my ankle fucked up and I didn't set it back right. I didn't didn't go to the doctor. I can still pop it right now. Yeah. But yeah, I I never had reset. It was just. See, a lot of people break their ankle and they don't know it. They think it's they think it's like a it's
0: sprain, Because like really? um, what happens is, is 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 it's a ball and a socket joint, and and like the side of it, the bone breaks out, and you, and your your foot's still in that socket, but you have a piece of bone broken out just kind of there, and that's when you're all right, and that's when your uh, your foot turns black, you know all that stuff, and then you know you have a nice popping noise later. So I thought I sprained it, but it was not; it was broken. <laughs> it was. Very badly. It took a long time to heal, but uh, you know now it's not healed correctly. Of course, makes a nice noise, but a lot of people that happens because they think they've sprained it. Because I I sprain my ankles a lot. Because once you sprain them, it's one of those things where you
1: know I'll you you tend to sprain. I'll walk
0: and sprain my ankle, and everybody's like, "Oh, you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's just walk a little bit. It'll be fine." You know. So I don't know. So let's let's shift back to this Saturday day of destiny the twenty second mm-hmm. i mean it's it's going to be a long show right it's it's longer than you, normal <sighs> yeah yeah, they normally do run longer yeah mm-hmm. so it's it's set so this isn't the only the last show of the year I thought it was you were telling me there's more uh, i've been told there is one more show December
3: third okay of this year yeah
0: and that's not that's not normal
3: uh do, you know it, i I think we've done the shows in December before, but it's been many years so yeah normally okay. we close out with day of destiny so this is pretty cool yeah because last year you
0: guys that was the last show you did and i don't think you started up again until like february maybe that is right yeah we had a couple months off yeah how was that i mean what does what hobo hank do in the months off i mean you you know get aluminum cans and sure yeah hang out and be at <laughs> the frontier eat at the frontier yep um has the frontier ever said anything to you about like using them as like a you know, fighting out of the back of the Frontier. You know, I was
3: thinking about that today. I wonder if people that work at the Frontier ever get asked about me. Because I do have people that tell me all the time that they go to the Frontier because their kids will ask. And they'll drive down the little alley and see if I'm back there and, and that kind of stuff. So I just wonder if they ever actually ask the waitress or I don't know. people the counter or whatever they do there. You know,
0: like, I'm a hobo Hank. Do you have any
3: messages for me? Yeah, I'd like to. I, I think they ought to sponsor us, but... I agree. Should, should,
2: should I be asking about it cuz I live right next to the frontier. Yeah,
3: pop in there a couple times just go ask them one time. I'm I'm really curious. Ask them if the uh if they ever mention someone the ever that I'm from anybody here. asks Sobo Hank, yeah. Yeah. And and let them know if they want to sponsor me. I'm I'm cheap. Well, they'll probably sue you. Probably. <laughs> You're probably. Like
1: I'm actually going to do that. I'm uh, I'm going to put in You're the gonna groundwork. Sue him? Oh, I'm going to groundwork. was It's like you need to f- sponsor Hobo Hank. Let's do it. I'm Does it just have a big banner, like a big flag. Yeah. I'm just going to
2: ask about it cuz I, I probably eat at the Frontier at least twice a week cuz it's right next to my house Yeah. And
3: well, I honestly I didn't know that the Frontier actually had commercials. I had no idea. That, I didn't know this either. Right? And I was on uh, Red Menace Television a couple months ago. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's a uh, it's a local sports program and it airs on the oh. ProView network. Okay. Uh morning morning uh oh, okay. sports talk show. Uh Michael Carlisle actually from Six Ten okay. Sports Animal hosts or co hosts with yeah, the big wrestling
0: fans, yeah. Yeah,
3: absolutely. So I went and did that show with them and uh the segue into my segment uh was a frontier commercial and it was just a total crapshoot. Do you live behind the
0: frontier and love burritos? It was crazy. I <laughs> I I never knew they had those. So I did not either. That's weird, man. Yeah. It's weird that we have local sports shows. It's like they talk about
1: the Lobos constantly. And it's like you no, know, no. What's yeah, going to happen is do. we actually just have to have the person from the Frontier come on the show. And yeah. like, why don't you sponsor Hobo Hank? And it's like, well, I, I don't I, know. I don't even know who that is. He's probably and never then heard like, will we show you who he is? Yeah. And then they'll be like, yeah, let's do it. He probably doesn't even live in the state. <laughs> then I'll pile drive him through a table. Yeah, we've done photo we'll we'll shoots oh, over no. there
3: outside. And uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, I saw that cause for that magazine article, right?
3: Yeah, for a narratively, ma- yeah, they did. A yeah, big did photo you get a lot of? Outside. I mean,
0: did you get a lot of response from the magazine article?
3: Um, I got. You know, it was surprising how much response I got from that actually. Because yeah. I, when I was first contacted about it, th- this year's just been kind of interesting yeah. as far as the media. I mean, just I appreciate getting to be on your show. Absolutely, a couple yeah. times, and um, you know, anytime, love to come back. But absolutely, they. Uh, yeah, I did the Red Menace thing. I did. Um, I was on a six ten the sports animal. Uh, yeah. Once, once or twice. And then um yeah this narratively thing when they contacted me about that I I thought it was a like a really small local kind of alibi piece about okay. DWO as a whole the whole organization yeah, yeah. and then before you knew it it turned into be like this you know national expose. yeah this national exposé <laughs> uh specifically around Hobo Hank and um I didn't realize that it wasn't um what do they call that where I'm drawing a blank now. Where uh, Associated Press? It was an Associated Press thing, but uh, yeah. I, I didn't realize that other organizations uh, would pick it pick up. Pick
0: it up the story, yeah,
3: yeah. And all of a sudden, it was in all kinds of magazines. Oh, really? And, uh, on yeah, just websites galore. And did you get any work out of it? Uh, I you know, I, I get a lot of offers these days. Yeah, to go work other shows. It just depends on what it's. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm pretty picky, unfortunately, about going. I I, I really am busy in my. Not wrestling life, so right. Um, you know, to to make it worthwhile to leave my family behind. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) I got a got a kiddo at home, and yeah, it's hard to leave her.
0: You got a little little hobo,
3: a little hoboette,
0: if you will. Nice.
3: Um. oh But uh, no, lately I've been talking about. uh, I have a couple couple standing offers to do some shows. Um. In uh California and oh, in wow. uh, Nevada and in that's Texas. A,
0: that's a long way to go.
3: It is a long way, but you know, I'm not getting any younger. I'd like to go do a couple more yeah. A couple more runs out, out of town and
0: Yeah. We should uh we should have a WrestleMania party and you know, you can come over and hang out and that'd be fun. Yeah. Or maybe
3: like a you know, you guys ever think about doing your, your show on the road? Like oh, we absolutely. could pile in a car and do like a road trip to Amarillo and okay work a show and that would be great like film the entire road trip i would totally do that piece yep. it together I, I am totally into that cool yeah
2: I, I'm, I, I love live shows i would love that that's, that's my fun. favorite part the aspect of we, we, just to, we, we just have to we just have to be shows. able to go
0: backstage perfect what's that <laughs> we just have to be able to go backstage oh
3: yeah dylan deal yes deal we can go eat some terrible truck stop food or eat oh, yeah. all sips in the middle of the night dude if
0: you if yeah if you next time you go to amarillo if you want i would love to go cool that'd be a lot of fun We'll make it. We'll make it happen. Hell yeah! I would definitely document the whole trip. Be like, be like, we're we with Hobo Hank. We're headed to Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> we're in Corona, and, New Mexico. And I'm from I'm from and Eastern and Mexico. This point, so, would you
1: actually, as far as like in like a spotlight of like media, do you are you the character or just uh, just you?
3: Uh, yeah, that's always kind of hard. You know, you don't want to you don't want to blow it, I guess, for everybody. But yeah. at some point, you know, you don't want to insult people's intelligence either. So. Um, I, I I've been pretty forthcoming this year, as far as uh, you know, just answering personal questions and all that. That's and, cool. And uh, you know, it hasn't seemed to hurt anything or hurt the character or hurt the the organization. And well, I my, always speak my, really my highly my about the profile DW.
1: Picture is Be in your jacket. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and Smiley's like, is, it, is you good. getting him in a headlock.
3: It also looks. That's yep. a great
0: picture,
1: man. It is, isn't it's like
3: it? a weird lighting or something yeah. we got going, but it looks really cool. It's all
0: yeah, it came out nice. Yeah, and then you and I took a photo. I haven't seen it, but you took a fo- you and I took a photo at the Roger Klein show that night because you're a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Did he play
3: all the hits you wanted to hear? Oh, there was probably – he could have played for two more hours, and I would have been yeah. just captivated. I love Roger Klein and the Pacemakers.
0: Yeah. My friend went to uh, Circus Mexicus, and he said he played for, like, over three hours, and he said you could just see the sweat coming down the guitar off of his arms, you know? See, if it's they like, would wow. do some wrestling at that –
3: like kind of like they do at
0: the Gathering of the Juggalos yeah. and all that. We
3: could roll down See, there, work a show. I
0: I before you, I, I knew that you guys were back when we were we had we had Rocky Pinasco Jr. on the show. Uh-huh. You know that was back whenever there were you guys were not allowed to do shows here. And my thing was is I was like, man, because like in L.A. there's Lucha Vavoom. Right. Do you know what that is? I uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So today, so today, one of my friends weirdly posted, he's in L.A. I guess he's staying there for a while. Jack Atlantis and. He posted he was going to go to Lucha Bavoom, their big event, you know mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ah, oh, so jealous, and then they liked it. I was like, "Oh wow, Lucha Bavoom liked my thing, and I think that that would be a cool thing to do here too, where you have like a wrestling with with uh, you know the, the what is it where women take burlesque burlesque wrestling with burlesque, sure, and man, I was watching the the promotion video for lucha vooom and their burlesque dancers are ridiculous yeah like they were doing crazy acrobatics uh like the what do they call the aerial stuff you know sure like the big hoop and the girls like flipping through it you know topless
1: aerial performance yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know and uh then you know of course the wrestlers are you know they're doing crazy stuff jumping out into the crowd you know that was pretty intense but uh, i'll show you afterwards but that I think would be a really cool thing too, and I was like always wondering like why you couldn't do something like that, and whenever I go, oh, this is wrestling. Go, well, it's a performance,
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we we've tried to pull pull that that card before, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, but once you're licensed, and which we are, we yeah. can we can do that kind right. of stuff, and uh, right, uh, it's been a long time. But I used to work a a promotion where they had some sideshow kind of yeah. The uh, there was some, some girls that were that were fire eaters and yeah you know jugglers and things and so we'd sit in the dressing room while she'd practice her fire eating uh i, I guess i shared a dressing room with her because i'm hobo hank and i'm right. in the back in the corner you know right uh, but she'd be back there blowing fire up against the ceiling practicing her little her little routine it was, it was wow. pretty cool yeah that's kind of cool
0: yeah did you like doing those shows
3: i did yeah i thought it was really neat it was uh just something for everybody yeah a you know, little different yeah variety. that
0: is cool and I mean, you know, it kind of gives like everybody, you know, you send out like, you know, the wrestlers wrestle, and then, you know, as they're going back to like, you know, lick their wounds, you know, you have somebody out there like, you know, swinging fire, you know, poles around, you know, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. So I guess that's pretty cool. It's for the video I saw. was like, I was like, wow, that's a little more intense than I thought it was. So, you know, I I definitely wouldn't mind making a trek to L.A. one year to go watch that. Are they actually in L.A.? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh so this Sunday uh Saturday the 22nd, mm-hmm. we're going to have Hobo Hank versus what was his name again Moonshine Mantel. Let me pull the event up here. Yeah.
3: Yeah, throw a picture of him up there. It's uh
0: i am just going to just going to read it off to finish out the, the thing here. So the big the big draw I guess is I guess Jeff Jarrett former WCW World Champion for former TNA World Champion former Intercontinental champion for the WWE. He's going to come in and try to take the title from uh, Johnny Kay, who's had the title for a record number of days, right? For over a year, I guess. He does have it over over a year. And, yeah. then, you know, before we go too much further, just yeah. keep in mind that,
3: you know, anything can happen in mm-hmm. DWO. I keep mm-hmm. saying that. But Bully Ray was our heavyweight champion at one point.
0: Yeah, that's uh, from the from the Dudley boys? Absolutely. And nobody yeah. ever
3: thought in a million years that he would win our championship belt. Right. Being from WWE, right? So there is there's definitely a chance that Jarrett can come down and capture that. So, right. Um, and I welcome that because if yeah. that happens, then I'll be hopefully facing Jarrett in the near future for well, my
0: shot. If you if you win, huh? That would be great. That would be great. So then we have a lumberjack match uh, between Brute Sixty Six and the Death Rage Cartel. If the Death Rage Cartel loses, they have to break up. Uh, and they got Chad Thomas from Am- from Amarillo fighting Sammy Six Guns Junior. Hobo Hank versus uh, Moonshine Ryan Mm Mantell, and then we have Delilah versus Delilah Doom. I hope that's that's not hope that's a misprint. Battle of the Delilahs. Yeah. Then we have uh, Joe Casada, local comedian, local wrestler. He's also the Extreme Championship champion. He's Extreme Champion of DWO versus uh, a returning Donnie Amsterdam. Yeah. And I believe Donnie left after hitting Joe with multiple chair shots. Yeah. So that's this right. is kind of like a return grudge match. Yeah, it should be a great match. And Donnie match. also was, was a comedian that was local from here, too. Also scheduled to appear, Gino Rivera, Dressed to Kill, uh, Shig- Shigayuki Kawahara. That's a new one. Tony Fletcher and Carney Robb. Is that Sin Carney guy? Or is that a different one? That is uh, that is Robles' henchman, Carney Robb. Oh, Rob. Carney Robb. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. So this the twenty second tickets are they start out at fifteen dollars, Westside Community Center. What time is Bell? Bell is at s- it says seven p.m. to ten p.m. So yep, please send I will home. be there for sure. Me I don't too. Know. I don't know. If, I don't know if these guys are going to go. You guys going to make it. Billy day of went Destiny? last time, so biggest show of the year. Biggest show of the year.
2: I work Saturday nights, dude.
0: Oh, that sucks. That's why I you missed should, the last one. You should quit. I'll be there. And quit, man. <laughs> quit your job. I want to thank Hobo Hank for coming on the show. Uh, is there anything else you want to you want to? Shoot out to the crowd. You want to say anything to Moonshine Mantel? Moonshine Mantel. I'm looking forward to Saturday, man. Uh, bring it. you know? Bring it.
3: I, uh, it's the biggest biggest show of the year, so if you have been to DWO before, this is a great time to come back. If you've never seen it before, what a great yeah. time to start. It's going to be a action-packed three hours on Saturday night, and what else nice. is there to do in Albuquerque on right, Saturday? Right? right. Nothing. So come on down and check it out.
0: And Hobo Hank promises... To pile drive Mantel through a table outside the ring. You know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> just, just, to, just to go, I'll go, no. <laughs> if you do that, I'll try to make it happen okay. for sure. I will definitely try to do that. Hey, you, we, you saw us. You came out. It was funny. Like, I, I want to finish with this. Whenever uh, we, we were there and you saw us mm-hmm. and you like pointed at us, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I saw you guys right away. That was pretty cool. I was like,
1: yes, he saw us. I had so many Snapchat videos from that night. It's like, how do you know that guy?
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was (laughs) so funny. uh... He knows me. Yeah, (laughs) that was pretty funny. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, anytime. Uh, Appreciate it. Check us out on all the social media because we are 10 drink minimum. Thank you.